0: The following program is rated T-V-M-A-L. It contains strong language and is intended yeah! 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 That is right, baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah, what is going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Circuit Abate Podcast, episode 151, ladies and gentlemen, señores y señores. How is everybody doing here today on a happy time? right? we are here. We are here. That is right. Yes, yes. This the whole series what I've been see here with me, hermano, my brother. Mi sangre, my all. Because he is Mr. No-Road. Doc, we better back up. We don't have enough roads to get up to 88. Roads?
1: Well, we're going. We don't need roads. <laughs>
0: roads? Where this man takes you, ladies and gentlemen, right here. This man, right here. Because yes, we're over here. Yeah, there you go, right there. Wait, no, wait that way. There you go. <laughs> that is right. <laughs> of course, my brother, my my all, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. No Roads himself, because he'd be raw dogging every Monday on the Blood and Entertainment Network, ladies and
2: gentlemen. Mike what is going on, my brother? What's good, what's good, man? It's so happy to be here. Look at this beautiful new layout. This makeover is beautiful. Let's yo. And yeah, we got the LOG in the background. We got uh-huh. Circle Debate. We got the Bloodline. We got the Wrestling Morning Podcast. We, we got the drink Heart the We got everything. Damn here. this. Street street in this to everyone. everyone strip on the floor. That's right. Done. Who can fuck with De Niro? I got a Snyder extended clip. So who want to play hero? Go bad shit like Ozzy. That's right. I was right. born in the darkness. Oh.
0: You can't go wrong with the with the Lords of Gotham, baby. That's right. That, is right. that is right. What is going on, Jacob? Appreciate you for tuning in. Well, great. What is going on, brother? Hello. How are you? Uh, yeah. Well, NXT, we try to make time for it, but there's so much to it. We'll do what we can. Okay, TK, was good? Let's go, baby, the banger. Yes, the banger. Oh man, what is going on, TK? And of course, my tribal chief, my tribal chief. What is going on? You? Rest up, you? Devin? Appreciate you. Appreciate you very much yes oh look appreciate you i appreciate you lucas thomas what is going on thank you so much for tuning in now before we even start with anything if you see above us make sure ladies and gentlemen that you follow and subscribe to both channels the circle debate and the blood entertainment network and if you see all the socials are right up there you can go check it out uh, right up there on twitter you can follow us and the blood entertainment network on youtube as well on instagram and also the website, the sexy website. Don't forget to go to bloodlightnetwork.com for all your sports and entertainment. In case you can't find anything there, you can get your sports articles there from ML- MLB Fantasy Draft. MLB, what is going on exactly in the world of baseball. NFL Draft, of course, as well. And you know, what happened to recent news. Also, NFL Fantasy Draft. Who should you pick? Who you should not pick? Also, MMA, bet slips from Bakley himself as well. And also, you got the dirt sheet, Dan Bakley, who will be giving you the going on. He is a new seltzer, pretty much, of the Bloodline Entertainment Network. I would just say. But, man, oh, yes, we are evolving like wrestling. baby. Yes, I appreciate you very much. Oh, man, what is going Nick. on? What's going on, Nick? Yes, I appreciate you. Yes, yes, Devin is right. That's right. Not as a tribal chief. But, man, yes, not forget, right above – Follow all of them. Subscribe to it. Also, you can follow us on Twitch as well on the Bloodlight Entertainment Network and Circle Debate. Make sure, because we got it coming out a lot of exclusive content coming only on Twitch. And pretty coming soon to the Patreon as well for the Blood Entertainment Network. So make sure. Acknowledge the ones. Acknowledge us in the Bloodlight Entertainment Network. That is right. All right. It's time to get into the action now, baby. Before we get into Ron SmackDown... This is only one news because we want to just get out of, out of the way and let's talk about it. There you go, and that is, of course, Tony Khan and Warner Brothers Discovery making a TV deal. I heard it's about three of a four year deal, don't know how much the money is, but all, all I know is that moving forward, coming soon, that all the paper, all the pay per views, all the content will be on Warner Brothers Disco- Discovery for now. We're going to have. T, you know, still dynamite on TNT, no TBS, and I guess, uh, and AEW Collision on TNT. I guess that's going to stay since Warner Brothers Discovery kind of owns it in a way. They own, I guess, the Network, I believe so. But everything else moving forward, like the exclusive content coming up for AEW, will be exclusively for Warner Brothers Discovery. And this does not include Ring of Honor, which is surprising. why does it include Ring of Honor in this one? It should have included Ring of Honor. Uh, so this is the major reason why Dark and Elevation was ended, besides what we talked about last week about the punk situation, collision. But De Niro got some words for us, and, and I believe he got a lot to digress about this. And so I, I cannot wait to hear what he had to say. But, man, break it down, my brother. The floor is yours. Give us your thought of brawl. And what you heard so far about this... Uh, not Branchman for AEW, I guess not, but you got more details, break it away.
2: No, yeah, so first and foremost, this new uh, pending deal with Warner Brothers, I'm hearing, should take them into a billion dollar deal. If this is a billion dollar deal for AEW, this is a amazing, amazing, amazing fee for a company that's only been around for about four years. Honestly, I think that was good, Jason. I appreciate you being here. Honestly, I really gotta say, like. Anybody who hopes that AEW fails is not a real wrestling fan. You know, you want to see every company succeed. And to have another company with a possible billion-dollar TV deal, it is a beautiful, beautiful thing. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan. Uh, AEW Collision, you know, we we talked about last week how it should be – well, how it shouldn't be a show to cater to Punk's ego. It doesn't look like it's going to be the case because now I'm hearing, you know, rumors and innuendos. (laughs) We don't do dirt sheets, but – The talk is the talk, and right now it is, you know, CM Punk and the Elite will be showing up on both Collision and on Dynamite. So this won't be a brand split. It's just going to be an extra two hours of television so you can have more of that roster that you have showcased on a weekly basis. Because you see, there's so many, so many huge names in AEW, and now there's no time for them because it's only two hours, right? But here you add an extra two hours of television, now the possibilities are endless. You have a lot of more wrestling time. You could put on new guys on uh, Collision. You could have time now to have storylines play out. You could have more women's matches. How long have we been talking about the women need more time? Now is your opportunity to do that. So I think that overall this is a great deal for AEW. I'm excited for Collision. I know a lot of people aren't. I am. I think that there's going to be a really good 2023 ending and a great 2024 for AEW with this new deal. Absolutely. I feel it will be. And then knowing that they're going to
0: focus on Rampage to be more their developmental, kind of like, you know, how NXT has an NXT level up, how WWE has their main event. I mean, it's okay because, I mean, it's understandable because think about it. They, they can't compete against right after SmackDown. Uh, it's, it's too late. I mean, once SmackDown is over on the East Coast, which is what, 7
2: o'clock Eastern, right? By that time, you're going to have... The East Coast, we got... Uh, it ends at 10 o'clock eastern
0: oh 10 o'clock eastern yeah. right okay so the, right you're okay okay
2: yeah you're right okay, so then yeah, Rampage okay. page starts at 10 to 11 that that is a hard position mm-hmm. to be in to get ratings because you know for wrestling fans who already are watching wrestling on fridays they're watching smackdown and then you know a third hour of wrestling is already hard to sit through we see how that is on mondays but then you know those who are you know living their life and out on friday nights they're not coming home on a friday night to sit at home and watch rampage i'm sorry <laughs> that's right that's right because it's not the
0: party that's i said that's what it is it's friday right? the party of a lifetime it it's tough you know it's really really tough for you know for that is you know for rampage to try to compete with that so that you know it makes sense why more focus now on having collision to be like the actual second show uh, but then again, I digress because I feel bad for Rampage. Damn I mean, This was yeah. like the second board show, and then ended up now you're gonna treat it like a developmental program. So I mean, it's fine. I, I, I mean, we just had to, you know, see how it turned out. See What's going on, Jason Dunn? See Mike? My God, I, mean, I love, I love this competition on Triple H and Nick Khan. are gonna do something for a collision debut. We're also gonna make more, get more billion if AW gets this. Yeah, they can. um, But. I, as at this moment, they're still number two. to so the number one of WWE, it doesn't help with the time is always moved with the show. It's pretty awful. Yeah, yeah. That's why I feel the transitioning, and I'm with you, TK. Um, what I feel the fact that that um, them later probably transitioning to Warner Brothers exclusively, that could be the case. You know, that could happen um, because of that. I think. I wouldn't say Dynamite. I would say more. You you will keep Dynamite as your television platform, like on T uh, on TBS, right? Yeah. But for Rampage, I would probably will put that on Warner Brothers Discovery, and then have the Collision to be on television, with TNT. Yeah. I think it kind of balances it out. I think, in my opinion, I don't I don't know you feel the same, but I feel that we're you know because you know how TK mentioned about moving Rampage because of the NBA playoffs. You know, well pretty soon it's going to be over. You know, we're almost at that point. We're already heading into the Eastern and Western Conference Finals, but you know, still, and you still have the NBA Finals. So it will take some time. Uh, but I mean, they could they could do so many ways of how to manage everything overall. And I know Tony Khan wants to, you know, please, you know, obviously his investors, like meaning as in, you know, Turner Network, Warner Brothers. So he needs to find a balance. So they like, all everybody in that table be pleased. So I that, that's yeah. And the biggest question, how you mentioned about the roster, like how is that going to work out too for Collision? I mean, if they're going to go both shows, cool. I hope they really take this and utilize this. How you mentioned having women's to be more, you know, more pr- presentable now and give them more time. I'm I'm hoping they do. It's, I like the idea of ramp, making Rampage a main event type of show. It actually develops. Yeah, it does. It does develop young yep. talent. Turn Rampage into NXT. Maybe Dynamite and Collision is the show. Yeah. I, I agree, Lucas. Yeah. I wonder if AEW get good morning. Uh, okay. okay. Uh, maybe they got a GM. Who knows? Mark Henry. That's right. You know, what makes actually sense. Imagine Paul White and Mark Henry being the GMs for those. <laughs> Drop trash ass rampage. I just focus on Titan. <laughs> Hell. That's cold bloody. That's hate, 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 hate for the tribal chief. Jesus. Jesus. Oh, my God. But, all right. Well, let's get into it now. Let's get into some WWE. Hey, man, let's go. Let's talk about it, Raw and SmackDown. That is right. Let's talk about it, man. Let, yeah, so we saw what happened on Raw with the, the tournament beginning and a lot of the key points of raw that happened. Of course, you can see right below me on my side, see Lesnar telling Cody, you know what I want to talk about, Cody? I want to talk about beating your ass at night of champions, challenging him at night of champions. And he literally caused him, caused him to be part in that tournament, in that triple threat. That was when Finn Balor won and that he advanced Rollins won, and he advanced. And then Rollins and Finn Balor were the last two in that, you know, final side of the bracket, Rollins has won. Now he is in the finals for that World Heavyweight Championship above us at Night of Champions. And also you have, of course, the return of Becky Lynch and the promo that Trish Stratus took out of 2005, I believe it was, 2006. Same promo, same shit. But, you know, I'm not going to Heel Trish. Yeah, heel Trish. Love it, love it, love it. But, man, you know, SmackDown, of course, we're, looks like we're having trouble in paradise with the bloodline because ew, think it's all fun and games. You think I'm joking? You think I'm laughing? Oh, that push Here's in the face. do I amuse you? Like, Jesus. Like, oh, man. You never, ever disrespect the tribe of Chief because he's
1: not... You there. Sitting at home.
3: Acknowledge me.
0: Uh, I guess you got to acknowledge him for sure, and then of course you have AJ. AJ, fantastic match in, in that triple threat against Edge and Bray Mysterio. I don't know if Bray got hurt because it looked like his hand was hurting. I believe like when he came on the top rope yeah, to the Edge. You notice that,
2: right? Yeah, when uh, uh, when Edge went for that spear, but it looked like they like just collided. Yeah. And then uh, it, it was a good chemistry.
0: Look, I'm not a super fan of triple threats, but. The ones we saw on Raw and SmackDown were great. The chemistry, just the psychology. I liked, out of all four of them, I really enjoyed more the AJ and Edge and Rey Mysterio because just seeing that DDT, seeing Rey Mysterio giving that 619 to Edge while Edge got him into the, I forgot what the hell the, the finish with it is. On AJ, everything was just like, mwah, chef's kiss. I enjoyed it. And then now we have a heel turn of Asuka again. I don't know what they're doing there. Like, they need to figure something out. Yeah. But then, of course, AJ defeating Bobby Lashley. Lashley advancing when he defeated Seamus and Austin Theory. Lashley was pretty cut up, really bad, really bad. Uh, But, you know, seeing that singles match of AJ and Bobby remind me of TNA. Like, it really did. I don't know if you got that feeling, but it reminded me of TNA. But, man, and then now you have Roman and Solo challenging Sammy and Kevin Owens united champions for the undisputed tag team championship and of course he dedicated it to that match to afan sika the wasa moans we already know that thanks to Dirty sheet dad on the bloodline entertainment network that the reason now sammy and, and kevin are able to go because now they are at peace with with uh syria and saudi arabia now they are working together again a peaceful treaty occurred so now the doors are open for now for sammy to kevin to go which is I'm invested and in curious to see how is that going to work out for Sammy. Sammy mainly because he puts himself out there on social media yes. about how shit he talks about fucking up there in the Saudi. I don't know how, how they're going to mope him with open
2: arms. I don't
0: know. I, I think I'm Sammy's going the reaction he gets. Oh, I know, right? That's where I'm curious what reaction he's going to get along with Kevin. But, man, talk about it, De Niro. Break it down overall. Give us your thoughts.
2: Yeah, I loved uh, every one of these three-way, the triple threat matches in the first round. So, all four of the triple threats. I think that the best triple threats in this uh, tournament was probably the Seth Rollins, Nakamura, and Damian Priest one. And then the AJ Styles, Edge, and Rey Mysterio one on SmackDown. Um Really, really good action here, both on Raw and SmackDown. I loved. I talked about it on Raw Dogging on Monday that I really like how on Raw we start to see some fresh faces. Um, Zoe Starks was called up. We have a lot of possibilities. We got Imperium looking like they're going to be in a feud with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, which I like. Um, really cool to see that. As for the tournament, I think the right guy went over. We said it last week we all thought that this belt was made for someone like Seth Rollins, so. Having Seth Rollins go to the finals, I think that that's the right person to go to the finals. And then on the SmackDown side, I'm really, really happy it was AJ because AJ Styles has been one of my favorite wrestlers for a long, long time. And for him to be in the finals for this championship, I think that that's just really, really cool. You know, they keep on talking about like the the window on his career is starting to close. He's near retirement, but you wouldn't be able to tell that by seeing them in the ring. Because AJ Styles is still wrestling at a high level and could go with the best of them, so I feel like as much as I'm with Seth Rollins being the first champion, I would not be mad at all if AJ Styles becomes the first champion for the World Heavyweight Championship. Um, the only also things that I like, I really like the whole bloodline swerve with um, we think that the Usos are going to get one more shot at Kevin and Sammy, but it ends up being Roman and Solo. That's very interesting. What happens if Roman wins? Roma, Roman's going to be walking around with four belts, two tag titles, two world titles? That's insane. You know what I mean? Like, if they do that, that will be crazy. Um, But also, the one thing I do got to say is we're week one in the draft, after the draft. This is week one of having two completely separate brands, and there's already so much cross-pollination between Raw and SmackDown, I feel like the draft was pointless. So that's my only complaint i feel like you know having shown uh, what happened with brock lesnar and cody on smackdown and then having aj wrestle for a title against guys who are on raw and then have roman and solo going against guys who are drafted to raw that just shows that this draft already doesn't matter so i don't know why we even did a draft in the first place
0: uh yeah that's where the way how i you know feel about this but before before I get to the chat, and I apologize, to you guys in the chat, I just want to get this very briefly. I want to digress about this very quickly. About this one thing for sure. I I'm, I'm with you. I love that AJ's in the main event. I mean, headed to the main event pretty much in the finals against Ses. And oh, I've been dying to see Seth and AJ forever. And now yeah. we wanted to we get to see it. I have to play it because it's t- I haven't played it and I think yes. Oh, Seth's problems is AJ. Been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. Oh, Daddy, Daddy. I need it. We want it. I want to consume it. Oh, damn it. Oh, Get him my nipples, arms. But yes. I digress. But, man, <laughs> I. Look, Rollins is going to win. I said it like two weeks ago. I said, Rollins is the man. I love you, AJ. I know you hate me for saying that. I know, I know, man. <laughs> but look, Rollins is meant to win for this title because the fact that he is able. Like I said, he is the man who is going to be in that process heading in, into the evolution of becoming the face of the WWE once Roman steps down and retires. Because Roman's time is, I'm not saying it's coming up very, very soon, but it's getting stagnant, as you can yeah. say, for certain individuals. Not for me, I'm okay with it, but it's certainly I, like it. <laughs> I like it, because it's the hottest thing in professional wrestling. But for certain people... It's becoming that. So they need something new, something fresh. You need your Batman to your Joker. And that's it. That's, that's Rollins. Rollins is the Joker to Roman's Batman. And that's what it is there. So you need Rollins to become the face as well of the whole organization to be out there in TV shows, to be out there on, you know, you know, talk shows, all of that. He needs to do all of that marketing level, especially now with the you know, with the Endeavor purchase everything over. You need these two guys to represent the company. You need one representing Raw. You need one representing SmackDown. So you need a face for Raw, and and overall for the company along with Roman Reigns. Seth Rollins is your guy. Now I know TK. You know I know you mentioned about uh, about you know the point of the draft. I get it. Yeah, I feel that all this was a Plan B. This is the reason why I say this because. I think Paul Levesque had already things in place. Remember, it wasn't the night of champions. It was king and queen of the ring. Now, I think Papa H had things in plan to get Roman away from one of those belts and have him lose it at SummerSlam. And have lose one of the belts, continue to have the other one, and the other one will go back to, to Raw. And I feel that all this was a plan B. He had no other alternative choice to do this, you know, just from this draft, which the draft was already planned anyway. It was going to take in place. However, though, I feel that he felt I felt that he was planning the winner of the King of the Ring challenge at SummerSlam or Money in the Bank, and then from there, that that title holder, whoever's going to be, will take that belt to Raw. Yeah, and that'll be it. But unfortunately. Because Vincent Kennedy McMahon, you know, is the guy that loves to we'll make movies. He loves to make movies, you know, of chocolate and titties, pal. Oh. <laughs> this man, of course, got, says he made his full return, decided, no, you are not going to do that. God damn, no, we're going to change it. We're going to go to United Champions. United. All right. So I think all of that changed because of this man, Vincent yeah. Kennedy McMahon. So Triple H, of course, Papa H had no other alternative choice to make this title belt the third title. It's not even two; it's it's three, tres. And I, that's my theory of. I feel that this can probably happen because of that. And which doesn't make sense. I get you. I'm with you too when it comes to that. Because why the fuck is this motherfucker walking out with two belts? It should be one big old belt combined, yeah. right? Like the undisputed title, like back in the old days, it was two thousand two, right? Two thousand three, around yeah. there. I like that, but I—that's I, my digression about it. I don't know, man. I—that's I, I, my theory. I don't know. If you feel the same theory? But I feel that probably took place. That's why a lot of the, all this shit happened.
2: It makes sense. It definitely makes sense. I mean, if you think about it, yeah, they already did announce King and Queen of the Ring, and then all of a sudden, boom, out of nowhere, everything changes. So it does make sense. Hmm. Second is, is always important because it can be a title six like, so.
0: yep I agree okay I mean I agree with you too kid let's see I bet riddle space of oh, uh, mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: that'd be a really mm-hmm. good matchup
0: yeah I want to highlight Jacoby when he mentioned a tease I want to yeah. see that bloodline and Lwo Give me that because I, I think we
2: all said it here. I think we all did. I, I just did. got the new LWO shirt, the uh, Puerto that. Rico one. I was rocking it on uh, top, top rope last night. Yo, that shirt is fire. I, I fuck with the LWO.
0: Sorry. Hell yeah, that's right about the locals <laughs> for said That's right. That's right. Give us LWO and bloodline. Give me that. what I want. Right, you got to give us what we want. We want to see that. But I'm with you, Jacoby. I definitely want that. What's going on? The Notorious D.O.M., if you missed it, go back on the Blood Entertainment Network Catch. Of course, they recapped what, along with De Niro here, an instant classic, WCW, The wrestling. Yeah! Bash at the Beach, baby. Great. Oh,
2: I love it. Thanks for having me on yesterday, Dami. We had a great time. Definitely go check out Top Rope from last night for sure.
0: Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Let's see. Tamina's Yes. Yes. There you go, Lucas. Yes. I've been saying it. Add Tamina to the bloodline. And I feel that they, they are going to do it because of this fucking... This situation, what's going on, it's going to add the bloodline. I, I'm just like, whoo! Oh, man. I, I'm just excited for it. <laughs> yes. We met be mad but, Now, here's a question now that, you know, that I have. Now that we got rid of, you know, got the AJ and Rollins situation out of the way, what about this man right here? Cody rhodes after lesnar again at night of champions what's next what is next for cody rhodes after that and how do you feel what do you feel about his booking so far overall man break it down to me i want to
2: hear you i to be honest i loved cody's booking all the way up until uh i guess after wrestlemania i thought that brock lesnar should have squashed him at backlash I'm a big Cody fan, but I thought that Brock should have squashed him at Backlash, and then you really break down Cody, and maybe they'll do it here at Night of Champions. But like, you break down Cody, and you break him down, and you break him down, you break him down, and then you have to have him rebuild back up. You know, put him through hard times, like everyone's been saying, Have him go through hard times. Him beating Brock Lesnar is not going through hard times. Those are fucking happy times. Those are, those are celebrating times. Make him go through hard times, have him get destroyed, and then have to build himself back up. So when he is ready to go against Roman Reigns once again, it's like, all right, yeah, this time there's no question. He's a new man. He's bigger, better, stronger than he ever was before. He's going to win that title. But right now, you're you're not doing that. So I feel like they could still do that, but it all starts at night of champions. I feel like Brock has to destroy Cody, absolutely destroy him. And do you agree with J-
0: I mean, with Jason on here saying that Cody again a third one in hell in a cell at SummerSlam. Oh, I like that booking.
2: I mean, nah. I feel like
0: <laughs> <laughs> sorry.
2: <laughs> yeah, I can do without that. I feel like after uh, Night of Champions, let's see what Cody goes on to go on, and Brock could do something else.
0: Yeah. what's going on? Underground Temple Temple places. Uh, oh.
2: says beats AJ.
0: Cody beats Brock clean. Seth versus Cody, SummerSlam 3, and then for the belt. Maybe that could happen. I, I like at... that, too. I ain't mad at that, too. I am not mad at that, too. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. Um, Cody's booking, It's it's not over. I feel everybody thinks that Cody's booking right now is like a punishment or like, hey, you're starting all over again, buddy. You wanted to come back to the big times, to the big leagues. You had the opportunity to be you were an EVP over there. You could have put you put yourself over. You did that for the TNT belt over there on your the competitor side. And what happened there? You decided not to be the face because it's too obvious. And I respect that. You don't want it to be the obvious man in the other competitor promotion to be I'm to be the number one guy. Screw that. But yeah. there was, you know, I respect that from Cody for him to, to really. Downgrade himself back as a regular talent. Who knows? Maybe he couldn't handle the pressure of all this, you know, trials and tribulations of being a EVP. Maybe he couldn't handle the pressure. And then also not you easy. have I bet hell yes, not easy. And then only think about it, you have you have three other egos in place. You have you know, you know, you have the, the Bucks and you have Omega. So that's think yeah. about that. You got four and Tony and the final say the final boss, not Khan, Tony Khan. But yeah. then you had that's already that's five right people right there, just all egos colliding. Maybe Cody couldn't handle the pressure. All now ego, that, and not Ethan Page. <laughs> there you go. that's right. Ego. I love that song. But you know, I, I feel with Cody coming back and what he's doing so far, I think for me he's do, is great. Mm-hmm. It's gonna take time. I give it time. Who look right now? I feel that Papa H is telling his story where he needs to tell it. He's slowly, like how Matt will say, is marinating wherever it's coming up because the next big WWE event is SummerSlam. Yeah. Got that. And he got money in the bank too. Because just to see how they're gonna figure that out of money in the bank. Remember, Cody can win money in the bank. Cody could say, you know what, I'm gonna go to SmackDown and challenge, you know, of course, challenge the tribal chief again to get yeah. his match on SmackDown. You never know. I mean, right, Tribal Chief, I'm pretty sure. You're lying. Okay, maybe I'm lying. I don't know. You know, maybe I'm lying, Tribal Chief, but you never know. I think this guy may come back and, you know, try to get that belt away from me. I mean, you know. You better watch this guy. You better watch it. I don't know about this guy. I, I mean, this. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But... That could be the case too, man. I mean that, that could happen as well. Um, a lot of things that I, I don't think is over. The, the Cody Rhodes story is not over. No. Nah. I don't I don't think it is. It, it's I think I think he has to go through a lot of more than what people expect him not to go through. I think. Yeah. You know, like I think everybody expected. Right away, he always oh, the to the mania. Oh, that was it. No, maybe <laughs> no, 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 no. Get it, tranquilo, no, no, tranquilo, right? Uh, right now, I don't tranquilo. See, take it easy.
2: It's- and also, you Give know, it- people, people need to remember he's only been back since January, like he got injured and then he came back at the Royal Rumble, but it's only been like five months, like unless it was like late January, so it's been like four months. Like, Give it time to brew. Give it time to build that story, you know? How many hard times Cody needs from the Purple Peck to Brock destroying him after being screwed at Mania sounds like hard times to me. Yeah, but he beat Brock at – so being Brock at Backlash, right, you're going to start rebuilding him back up now? I mean, I don't see him getting another title shot against Roman until WrestleMania 40. So to build that storyline as, oh, all right, he went through hard times and now he's being built back up. I feel like you have to really slowly dissect this before you get to the point where he's ready for another title shot.
0: Mm, okay, let's see what Temple got to say. Fill, fill out Roman versus Solo Kevin, Kevin and Sammy. Usos cost Solo Roman. We get Usos with. So- Ooh, it's wow, that's good booking. would be insane. Oh, you know what, Temple? Just for insane. you, I will play this. Such good shit. Good shit, right there. Hey. I didn't right. thought about that until he just it. Jesus, okay, I like that. I like the book. I'll tell you what's next. Cody wins Money in the Bank ch- <clears throat> challenges, bro. Excuse me. Yes, I'm with you. D O M. What's going on, Tobin Cruz? Thank you so much for tuning in, my brother. Sub so, by the mic. Veer is, com- <laughs> is coming. Veer uh, is coming. Veer <laughs> is coming soon. yeah he's coming. Let's see <laughs> what Devin got to say. Cody will win Money in the Bank, but lose against my tribal chief because. It's adversity, adversity, baby. Adversity. Oh my god, excuse me, man. Let's see. Whoa, what's going on, streets? Oh, Oh, man, check out Roto Slappers on the Blood Entertainment Network. That's my band right here, Streets, provides you the knowledge of not only just NFL but MLB Mm -hmm. and also on the fantasy. Man, this guy knows how to fantasy
2: book like no other. Huge huge episode of Roto Slappers tonight. 8 o'clock central that is right. subscribe to the bloodline entertainment network that's right baby that is right oh man another thing that I
0: wanted to you know because now we're waiting for the the director and Matt Callis but very quick how about Bianca's Belair's booking talk to me about that what do you think so far do you see what do we see a heel turn coming soon from her I mean Oh, break it down to do.
2: The- I feel like, she, all right, she's already now the longest reigning women's champion. She has been phenomenal in the ring, but character-wise, I feel like we need to see another side of her. I seen her as an amazing heel in NXT. If you remember, she was a really good heel in NXT. So I don't want to see the title get off of her. I want her to continue to reign as champion. But I think that we need to see that other side of her. So I would not be mad at a heel turn. So. Give us a heel turn just to keep it fresh.
0: That's right. We got to keep it fresh with her, man. We have to. So, man, I, I just... Let's see. Okay, so Matt Callis. We'll give you some time, Matt Callis. But yes, we're just waiting for the rest of the people. But um, Bianca... Let's see. What can I say about Bianca? I... We need her to shard already. I think maybe they're waiting for that at SummerSlam. Yeah. I think we need that for SummerSlam. Bianca and Charlotte. Uh, that's for sure. Let me hold on. Let's see what the Temple plays got to say. What if Papa H brings back the OG pay per view? Great. Oh, what? And, and, <laughs> and, and Long Beach, California? Mm, I like that. I don't buy that either. Mm. The Great American Bash. Cody catches in Roman instead of Mania. Roman versus The Rock. Cody versus Randy Orton, Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre.
2: That'd be huge. But you know what WWE does do? They brought it back a couple years ago, and I think it would be even bigger. It would be if they did this shit at Starcade. Oh,
0: that's right, huh? We yes.
2: brought back Starcade before. Do Starcade make it a, a PLE and have Cody win the WWE title for his father on the show that his father created? Come on. Come on.
0: <laughs> it had that
2: shit in the fucking texas bull rope match or some shit you know what i mean Real-
0: oh hell oh my god you are fantasy fucking like well, like no other my blue, my blue. Yeah. that's right hell yeah that is right hell yeah even even leo loves it i where are you leo you're everywhere damn you, there you i go. love it yes we do love it that is right Let's see what Dom. See, I'm still waiting for Rhea and Bianca. It will be a unification match for two two now. I'm all up. Okay. I got you, Dom. I got you. It could be, but DOM. Notorious DOM. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. <laughs> I know it. I love what he does. Bad news, baby. That's not gonna be to WrestleMania 40? Cause they ain't gonna happen no time this year. They're gonna cross paths with each other. They'll eventually have to trade the belts. Because why? Why is Bianca still rocking the Raw belt and Rhea the SmackDown belt on different brands? I mean, they're gonna have to eventually swap those belts. Coming yeah. down soon, you know. Unless they're creating a new championship belt for the women, which I think they should. Because I feel like this big WWE one, I think, it needs to kind of go
2: away and build something an ugly belts. Yeah. Happy that built something new for it. But I want to see uh, Bianca and Raquel Rodriguez. That would be a really good matchup. Oh yeah. And then eventually, I think the big money matchup will be Raquel and Rhea Ripley. But that's not happening anytime soon either. So. Oh yeah. No, actually, it could. Actually, could. Didn't Liv and uh, Raquel get drafted to Raw? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're so, raw. Yo, imagine a three way: Zoe, Starks. Rhea Ripley, Raquel Rodriguez for the Women's Championship. Book that shit. That would be fire. Oh, that would be fire. Another
0: thing, too, I forgot to say, on SmackDown, we saw to the moon. Oh, he made his debut. I was so fucking happy that he
2: made his debut. My man, Cameron.
0: Cameron guys Yeah, Cameron Grimes. All right. It is time to bring in this man, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, there he is. The man, the invisible hand. That is right. Ah, listen, yep. You the case. Are you still Matt
2: Callis after the backstabbing of a century? Oh, you damn traitor.
0: Damn you. <laughs> yes, here, ladies and gentlemen, the backstabber, the invisible hand <laughs> <podcasting> of <No. laughs> Matt Callis. Where's
1: your yes. screwdriver? Oh, there oh, it
0: is. No, no, no. <laughs> With the pen instead of the <laughs> switch.
1: I got a pen. The pen is mightier, de- the pen 15 is mightier than the sword. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, I got to say it's, he doesn't work as a babyface character. It's so awkward just having him, this character doesn't work at all as a baby face in my opinion. So, I mean, he's got a side, like everybody made the Paul Heyman comparison and that's actually pretty accurate. I mean, who, who, remember who he learned from? He learned, he learned from Paul Heyman. Yeah, so that's very, it, very true. This it definitely reminds me of when he turned on when Paul Heyman turned on Brock Lesnar to help the Big Show out. I remember that. I remember oh. that line. What up, Clark Street?
0: Oh, I'm just for, yeah, yeah, he
1: what's he? What you dummies. Oh. well, he
0: wasn't to play this clip for you because yeah, he- <laughs> you better watch this guy.
1: You better watch it. I don't know about this guy. <laughs>
0: better watch that guy. Yes, we got to watch this man right here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Matt Callis, we have to watch over you. Oh no, no. No, Matt Callis won't do that. Twice. Watch my
1: YouTube channel. Watch my oh. YouTube channel. That's what you got to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the universe? Oh,
2: okay. The only thing is, look. I trust Matt Callis. I'm just not going to be in the same room with him with the screwdriver.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i don't think that would be either i don't i don't think so oh man like a stinker or whatever <laughs> <laughs> let's see oh let see man i've been like don callis is a legend i love it never like kenny mega i've been on cry don callis is finished he is back at cyrus from ecw damn oh my god yes, the he, only, back.
1: he only works as a as a heel and Not that's, yet. he's better as a heel always Definitely, we'll definitely
0: talk
2: about that in long form.
1: Yeah, we're just waiting for the director
0: to come on in. So, we're, oh, and here he is. Uh oh. Oh, Jackson, you shall receive. Ask and you shall receive. And there he is. <laughs> yes. El director. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He is
1: That's how we get played, cause you gotta see it on May twenty third. Am I correct? Stop saying how much I love all the Japanese references, like like to both anime and to and kanji and hiragana and katakana that appears on screen. Yeah, no idea what any of it is. I'm just in the video. I'm just.
3: Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't
1: know what if any of that is real words. I don't know if
3: that's like some shit. They might be the lyrics.
1: It's like the three different terms. It's like the Japanese alphabet is-
3: No, I understand what that means. What I'm saying is I don't know what it actually says.
1: Oh yeah, me either. Uh, I'm not that far along in my learning yet. I know one of the symbols. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Well, you know what time it is, baby. Let's go, man. It's time! It's time! It's beta time! mine. That is right. Dino-Mite that happened, Uh wait a minute, 72 90, hours ago.
3: 72 hours? Yeah. 70, so yeah, time.
0: yeah. Because Sunday would have been 96. So yeah, 72 Ooh. hours ago that happened, of course, Dino-Mite. Oh, hey, you know what? I really, this was a fucking pay-per-view for me, honestly. I, I actually enjoyed this fucking Dynamite. I actually really enjoyed it because it did, it definitely had a Roofless lot of- Aggression. It did. It did have a lot of ruthless aggression. Oh, man. It did have it. So let me see here. Where are we? Yeah, baby. There we are. Ha, ha, ha. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Look at this. Hollywood Squares. Hollywood Squares, ladies and gentlemen. That's how you
1: have it Where's here. Where's Dom DeLuise at? <laughs>
0: <laughs> As we're going to start it off, of course, with the opening matchup here. It's double jeopardy, okay? Not the double jeopardy show, but this is the double jeopardy here. Of course, the regulations of this match, the rules of this, is the winner of this match, of course, gets the title shot of the loser's titles, which, of course, you have the Ring of Honor World Champion, Claudio Castelloni, versus the Ring of Honor, half of the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions, uh, Ray Phoenix. Great opening match. It was fantastic just seeing. Rayfield is being thrown everywhere, him throwing himself everywhere, Claudio just being taking all those hits, man. I, I I might get shit on this, but a little bit kind of reminds me of a mixture of little Lucho Underground, a little bit of PwG. Just a little bit. A little, t- tiny poquito, poquito. But I, I this is awesome. This is a great opening match. I've really enjoyed this. So I will take it to you, Director. Give us your thought about this opening matchup. Give us your thoughts. Cardio, of course, getting the win. Now they right. get a shot versus the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. Question, who's he going to pick? Dyson, Wheeler, or Boxley? Who's he going to pick? But break I it down know. for us. Yeah, this match was exactly
3: what you thought it was going to be. It was going to be the big man throwing the little man around, and that's exactly you know what it was. I look mad. Cyrus, turn on Kenny. Chris, look mad. Yes, I, I am mad. Cyrus turn on Kenny. I
2: <laughs> you Lost I, sleep
3: over it. Is that I'm trying to figure out what that means, Chris? Oh, you talking about Don Callis? Cyrus. Yeah, but why am I mad about that? And what am I looking at?
0: <laughs> oh, yes, anyway, it. Chris, moving mad. on. Yeah, but
3: well, go ahead. <laughs> so yeah, uh, the double jeopardy stipulation was it's nice, but I would have liked to have seen Phoenix win this. Uh. Because it wouldn't hurt Claudio if he lost this or and then won the title match. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as, you know, now it's going to be someone from BCC versus the Lucha Bros for the Ring of Honor tag titles. Uh, who does Claudio pick? Um, it's probably going to be Wheeler. Because he's the only one not involved in uh, another sub-storyline. Because Moxley's got Kenny. Daniel's got, I don't know, <laughs> something, and then you know, D- Daniel's the only one who's not like a traditional tag wrestler. You know what I'm saying? Like he's him and Moxley mm-hmm. are both like singles wrestlers separately. Claudio's been in a tag team as much of his singles career, and the Wheeler has kind of just like put him wherever. He's an auxiliary player, so that makes the most sense to me. What up, Lennox?
0: Mm-hmm. House of Black. Okay.
3: Why does everyone okay.
2: you look mad? <laughs> Why? Well, I know, right? You look mad.
0: So yeah, else you director, look mad too? Yeah, the director looks mad. No,
3: I wasn't shocked by that at all because I predicted this like two months ago.
0: <laughs> Clardy finally got the got a better theme now. That is true. He did get a better theme song. <laughs> oh, let's see, let's see, Mike. What about gets a Brian? Friend of Chris Hero. I would
2: like that. I would like Chris Hero. I also saw someone say that maybe Nazra McGinnis. That would be dope. But like Chris said, it's probably going to be Wheeler. So let's not get our hopes up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That is right. Little shit. (laughs) But Callis,
1: break it down. No, I'll I'll say that the psychology of this match definitely was just your classic big heel versus your little guy at baby face. So in my mind, it seems like it was easy for both of them to put this match together. Like, oh, yeah, this has all the classic, you know, kind of. Over, I'm I'm the power guy. I'm the jerk, and, and the psychology was all there. It was perfect, in terms of psychology. The only thing is, um, if it I'd say if it was a pay per view, it would be a title match. I think that's this is the only thing preventing it from being a pay per view was this just being like a preliminary before the title. So, I think, mm. and I guess they're saving it for Ring of Honor though. The yeah, I'm definitely on board with the Chris Hero idea just because. I think, I think the BCC needs maybe just a little bit more numbers just to be even more of a threat. Because, like, I've said it in the previous weeks, you can never have too many heels. You know, you can never have too many heels. They The the bad guys always need that because it's kind of tough when the bad guys are outnumbered to kind of get the whole – to get the point across. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you always want to move – there's no
3: such thing as an underdog heel. Yeah,
1: yeah. Underdog heels really tough to get across, and yeah, Yeah. Don Don Callis is is my my illegitimate father. (laughs) (laughs) I believe it. Resemblance.
2: (laughs) (laughs) you gotta watch early Don Callis to see the resemblance.
0: mm -hmm. Yeah, the Cyrus, yeah, the Cyrus. Cyrus Cyrus. Cyrus.
2: Cyrus. He was running ECW. Yeah, oh, that's Uh, right. Go back and watch him with uh, the Truth Commission. We'll see commission it. Bull Buchanan, uh, fucking Kurgan, Kurgan. Ivory.
0: Oh my god,
3: <laughs> Val Venus. No, that was no, 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 was, you was uh, you right to that, that?
0: no, no, that Kurgan. was it. It was Kurgan, it was, Kurgan Bull Buchanan. No, no, it was Kurgan, uh, uh Bull Buchanan. Bull Boba Canyon, and then who else was the other one? Um, shit, I forgot the commission. Oh, was <laughs> it somebody from... Was it Savio
2: Vega or Godfather? No, that's the right to censor. Fuck. Nah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, that
3: shit's old.
2: We old Next shirt. episode, we'll all go wear the green shirts and the red beret. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> For, did, they, did they do the Imperium thing? Did they do any of this shit? I don't know.
2: They did. They're all... Yeah. The <laughs> Nero take it away, brother. I thought that this was a good, really good matchup. And just like Ivan said, like it did remind me of PWG. It reminded me also of uh, of uh, Lucha Underground. I mean, we have a former PWG champion going against a former Lucha Underground champion, so that's why. But it, it reminded me of the Phoenix matches that he had in Lucha Underground against Mil Muertes, where oh. the bigger guy was tossing them around and Phoenix had to fight from the bottom. I really like this, and I like the idea of now Claudio gets a Ring of Honor tag title shot. Um, who his partner is going to be is going to be interesting, like Chris says, probably going to be Willie Yuta. But I would like to see a surprise. Like, we just saw Nigel McGinnis come back to the company. Nigel McGinnis is saying, Don't rule out that he might return to the ring. And Claudio and Nigel has a long history in Ring can of Honor. He,
3: can he legally do that? Wait, yeah, what do you mean? Um, well, I don't want to speak on his personal problems, but you guys know why he can't compete, right? I don't know. Well, I think
2: that, uh, what's it called? He, Is it treatable? I believe it's treatable because even before he retired, after he was already diagnosed, he went on a retirement tour before officially retiring. And he had like 10 matches afterwards. Okay. So I yeah. thought it was a health issue. So, no, I, for, I, I, I think a health I,
3: issue for other people, not just himself.
2: Yeah. I, I, after uh there was a DVD uh, documentary he put out called The Last of McGinnis. And he was talking about how it's 100% treatable. Everyone will be safe, but. The reason why he doesn't want to wrestle anymore is because it was more of like a mental thing. He was signed to the WWE. That was his dream. Then was declined because of the health issues. Right. So that okay. led to retirement, but he he's looking to come back to the ring and him and Claudio. Like you said, Russell, when I started when he came over to NXT. I, it was,
3: I guess I had started watching NXT after his in ring career. You know, same thing about Corey Graves. Like I, I think I'd only seen like one Corey Graves match. Before he had to transfer over to the booth.
2: So, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's probably pretty good. Yeah, I mean, Nigel's one of the greatest Ring of Honor champions of all time. That would be awesome to see him in the ring. But it's probably going to be Willie Yuda, so. <laughs> yeah. or,
0: or Chris Hero, how they mentioned, you know, how Temple mentioned. Maybe Chris Hero.
3: Yeah. I, I, I oh, got- no, no! Sorry.
1: You know, I, I'll, I'll say this. Maybe they're saving it for England. I Maybe they're saving Nigel's comeback for England. He's he, it's like he's that would it's be a, cool,
3: man. Wembley, oh, Wembley. Wembley Stadium is going to fucking pop when you get Soraya versus Jimmy Hater and Soraya wins and I'm mm-hmm. gonna cry black tears.
1: I mean, maybe maybe it just creates more questions. Who do you think Nigel should be in a match within England? Brian Danielson. Like, Nigel you versus gotta, you gotta, you gotta uh, talk that storyline like, yesterday
2: though. That shit's in August. Yeah, no, but that storyline writes itself. That's his greatest rival of all time. Right, but you know, he, he
3: has a really good track record of not reminding us,
0: us of that. They
2: <laughs> Very just, true. They
0: just,
3: they just throw it together and be like, remember that time 10 years ago?
1: We're like, I mean, <laughs> Those, I do, but who else does? Maybe they'll show, they'll show a short clip at Wembley Stadium and then give us the match. And yeah, then, like, literally. Through- and,
3: and, and he runs out at the beginning of the match. Is his, his return is at Wembley, but we don't even – yeah,
2: I hope not. You'll have Excalibur talk about the history in like 10 seconds and that's it. Yeah, right. Then all boom.
0: <laughs> all right, let us move on. We're doing the matches first. We'll get into the segments for last because I don't want to get too much into them. But yes, we have the AEW International Championship matchup between Orange Cassidy and Daniel Garcia, the sports entertainment, not the professional wrestler. But this match was solid. Look, I think all of us been saying it for the last couple of weeks. This belt has been booked way, extremely better than the TNT title. Yeah, and Orange is as of now has been the great. Ah, can I say the greatest? It, that's kind of bold statement. I would say great, great international champion.
3: I mean, he's this, literally the greatest international champion. Consider there's only been two and a half, three maybe
1: at most. I mean, he's the most iconic.
3: Okay, there you go. Okay, Pack had it for like two weeks and like two defenses. Um, Orange is on his like twentieth defense. I
0: think that number is pretty high. Yeah, uh, you're right. You can, um, how many champions have we had on this one before him? Who was who was it? Who was the? First? I think it was oh, just Pack, right? It was just Pack. Oh my! So my God, oh, what the fuck?
3: Hey, Tony Khan, this is the one belt they're doing right in my
0: opinion. Th- thank you.
3: I Oh. Would- I fucking mm-hmm. love you because it's you. the U.S. This is the U.S. title, but peak John Cena Open Challenge U.S. title status. Like, yes. prestige
0: deluxe is on this belt, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. See, Tony Khan? You should, I'm, I'm assuming you learned your lesson for what you did to the TNT belt, and now you booked this one right. So I'm glad you're doing something right for once, booking this belt, keeping it prolonging on a guy like Orange Cassidy. I'm happy that you're booking him very, very well. But the TNT, you keep fucking up. For
2: awesome. That's fucking bullshit. <laughs>
0: Bullshit! Damn it! I'm tired of his shit. I'm gonna hold myself. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it, Tony Khan. Bullshit. But yes, this match is great. Opening and I like Garcia was going for the hand. You could tell he was going a little bit professional wrestling, but unfortunately, he went back to the sports entertainment. You can even and by the way, shout out to the crowd of Detroit, Michigan. That crowd was hot. Yeah, was, oh, the kind of hype. I loved was it. Hype. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it, and just they were really into this match and just seeing that, and then. Focusing on the hand, and I mean, Orange Cassidy kind of put over Garcia in this match, in a way. I mean, I, you guys correct me on that I'm wrong, but this was a, your typical instant classic heel and face. That at the end, he kind of struggled, like, oh, my hand. And then he kind of struggled, and what the roll-up out of nowhere because of the distraction that Garcia, with his sports entertainment, like, yeah, you know, showing off. But, uh, yeah, Garcia, I think it's about – one thing about his booking about Garcia, I want to digress before I pass it to you guys. They fucked it up when they put him back into, the, into jazz. I think if they would have fucking made him dethrone Jericho for the Ring of Honor world title, we would have been talking differently and highly of Garcia. And Ring of, I, I know what I'm about to say, could be a debate of the week, but I think Garcia could could have been the face of Ring of Honor right now as a world champion and made that title prestigious. Sorry, Claudio. You can't do it, but this man can. Anybody want to debate that, on that? No, I just want who is Wheeler the pure
3: champion? Or is it yes, the, the pure why? champion? Why? It should still be Daniel Garcia. Daniel Garcia had it, right? Lost it to Wheeler? Yeah. Yes. It should still be it should still be Garcia. That's just my opinion.
0: Okay. Yeah. Right. I'll think- I mean, there's
3: no there's no def- where are these belts being defended? On Ring of Honor on an app still? Yeah. yeah. And is that weekly, or is that like once a month? We, it's weekly, week. but it's basically it AEW Dark with the new title. Okay, but it's still on an app. And yeah, I just have, I don't even see Wheeler holding that belt on Dynamite. So just, it should have been on Garcia this whole time. Let him hold it. Let him run with the, I'm a wrestler, not a, or I'm an entertainer, not a wrestler. That's the angle. Hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: No, he's I'll say. He's I'll, better on I, the I, mic. He's I'll say. so much better on the mic. i'll I'll agree with you on that i'll say in terms of experience daniel may not have it but i'll say daniel's a better speaker than claudio you know claudio he he does he's not very it doesn't seem like he's wearing his own shoes when he's when he's cutting promos so daniel daniel's much more of a talker so if you need somebody daniel appears on podcasts He talks he you know, very conversational guy. He's good storyteller. So I'd say, if you if you're if you want a more media savvy champion, definitely the sports entertainer, Daniel Garcia. You know, you need because when you're a champion, you got to represent the brand and this and that. And right now, we a lot of people don't even know exist or where to watch it. If you had a more vocal kind of social champion who's like, hey, look at me, everybody. You know, I'm I'm, I'm crazy. You know. Like, yeah. Claudio's too, you know, I'm I'm too cool to do that. You know, I'm I'm tough, I'm strong, I could grapple. I'm like, but you need somebody who could talk to represent the ROH brand so yeah. people could know where to watch it.
0: Yeah. I'm with you on that because, I mean, think about it. We're in this pop culture environment that you kind of need that type of slang and Daniel Garcia is the guy to do it. I think Garcia could be the one, the face of Ring of Honor to kind of put it out there for him. Like I said, I respect Claudio's performance. How you mentioned, Matt, you, you hit it right in the nail. However, how you mentioned, yeah, Garcia has a better talker. He is the uh, he has that sports entertainment side that he can fit in very well with the pop culture right now and help, uh, you know. Attract audiences. Hey, come check out Ring of Honor, yo. You know I'm the world champ. You know, the, I don't know. He
1: talks that way. Look at my, like look at the outfit he was wearing. He was in style. You know, he's showing a little bit of belly button. That kind of thing's coming back in from the '90s. Like, look at me. I'm style.
3: The, the midriff. The fucking <laughs> yeah. The, the Mister Perfect.
1: He's yeah. he's fashion. You know, he's wearing the sunglasses, the jackets, the dance. You know? Oh, that's right, the dance. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he does. You know, like every, like you, got Yo. you could share those clips. That's TikTok
2: ready, you know. <laughs> Taz on commentary saying, "I'm legit uncomfortable when he dances." What's the last? <laughs> Perfect.
1: Perfect.
0: Take it
2: away, Tenero. Give us you thought about this matchup,
0: brother.
2: I thought the matchup was really good. These guys had good chemistry, and Orange Cassidy once again showing that he's not just a comedy gimmick. He he's a great wrestler, and he could go with the best of them. And I like his reign. I think that his reign has been very good with the international champion. I don't want to see him lose anytime soon. I don't know if there's anybody like that I could say, oh, he would be a good international champion. Right now, like let Arn Cassie continue to run with it because he's doing great. So I, I enjoyed this matchup.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Oh man. Nice. Matt callous. Take it away. I always the catch overall,
1: <laughs> the match overall is is very it's very spectacular in terms of, you know, when it comes to, like, newer talent. Orange Cassidy, if you know his actual age, he's not that young. But he he, he still is, like, presented as a young person. So, Daniel's Daniel's younger than than all four of us. I know that for sure. He's like 24 years old. Yeah, yeah what, 24, 23? Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a young... Young, young, spring chicken. So, I mean, all all the opportunities to him, you got more time to shine. You know, I think right now, I mean, he's still kind of reliant on the faction that he's in. So, I mean, and he he just has to spread his wings a little bit more as because he's gone already through like two different two different factions or so. You know, or yeah, something like that. So mm-hmm. I just just I just need to see. How, how he's going to be later on when he's on his own. I love the sharpshooter. I got to say, Dragon Tamer, interesting. Mmm. Our okay. new guy nowadays. Mmm. Okay. The director.
3: Yeah, if you don't take Orange Cassidy as a serious great wrestler or on his way to being a great wrestler, you're just a filthy casual. Um, I don't think he's been in a comedy, pure comedy gimmick in a while. Um... He still does the things that make him who he is, the hands in the pockets, the kip up, the glasses, the hands. I love all of that. But he's not doing that as much as he used to. Um, these are more like homages to that version of himself. And he still works it into his offense instead of like just making us laugh. I want this reign to last a lot longer too. And when he loses, it will be a shock. It'll be a holy shit moment, in my opinion. Um and I hate that I think they're going to have him drop it to Miro. I don't want that. But that's oh. what I think is going to happen. I don't think it's going to be a squash. And I think, did Orm Cassidy beat Miro for the KT title? Or was that Darby?
0: No, yeah. that was Darby. Oh, no, no. Okay. That was Sammy. no Semi, 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 Semi. Yeah. Sammy. Okay, whatever. Yeah. It, yeah, I,
3: right. I, I, I don't want it to be a squash match, but I can see it happening that way, and it's going to suck.
1: Mm. It's got to be at least a match that, that – Almost like a Pyrrhic victory. What was it? Because when – what was the – was it Miro versus versus uh, Darby Allen for the TND where, where Miro was really like – Darby was able to get a good amount of offense or something. I think it was Samoa Joe and Darby Allen. You talk about the one in Seattle and Samoa Joe? About- I think yeah. that's what it was. Something along – more along those lines. Yeah. Shout out to Vince. What is going on, Vince? Appreciate you for tuning in.
0: My brother, yeah. I think Orange has more potential than Sammy. Of course, I feel the same. I think he does have potential. He was fire ant. That's Shikara, damn it. Go back and look at his fire ant days. Jesus. Mm-hmm. This man does have it. Oh, man. All right. Now we got the next matchup here. That is, of course, the... Oh, no holds barred match. Two incredible, fantastic upcoming talents. Yes, I'm saying that. And people are gonna be like, "What?" I guarantee you, everybody's just like, "Why would you say incredible upcoming talent?" Look because, at that. Hey, yo! What the fuck?
3: What? Thank you. They are. I don't know. I was thinking about this. Um, Anna J is a pillar. I don't give a fuck. She's a pillar. She's the fifth pillar. Like, if you had to add someone without subtracting anybody, it would definitely be her. She's been there since ground zero, uh, day in and day out. And she's taken some injuries, and she's taken some bumps, but she's gotten better, and she grinds, and she's constantly finding new ways to uh, find a character. It's been a, you know, she's gone from like a nobody. I love the Queen Slayer gimmick. I wish that lasted a lot longer. I wish she was the exalted one. That would have been hype. Um, But yeah, she's, she's constantly evolving and trying to get better. She's absolutely a pillar in my book.
0: I don't care if anyone disagrees. (laughs) <laughs> Wait a minute. We got a debate. This right? center. <laughs> debate. It's, it's This debate right here. Wait a minute. Hold on. She's a fifth pillar. I thought it was Britt Baker the fifth pillar.
3: Yeah. She could be a, she, okay. Let's say let's have four women pillars then. It would be her, Britt Baker. Um,
1: the and uh, And who? The so she's And Nyla up. Rose. Yeah.
3: yeah. There you go. There's the four women pillars. Fuck it.
1: <laughs> <We'll>
3: <laughs> no,
0: I'm joking.
3: No. Uh, what about Rico? Rico? What about Rico? Real, yes. real was way huger in Japan, in my opinion. I know she was the first AEW Women's Champion, but I think she she had an established career when she came in. Where Britt really definitely did, in my
1: opinion, NJ definitely did, and she's almost like maybe, fresh maybe off. He was feels kind of over them because he's kind of what do you call it? She was all yeah, like you said, she had the career in Japan and she's maybe she'd be like the Kenny Omega of that division because like Kenny already had his career in Japan before yeah, you wouldn't
3: say Kenny was a pillar because you know he was Kenny's yeah. probably probably in my opinion almost bigger than AEW, obviously. So yeah. yeah.
1: That's so that's kind of what I'm saying about Riho, because she already was like an established name pre, Yeah, we knew who
3: she was when she won the belt. That's kind of why she won it, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Can we make he this? Debate the debate of the week. Can we make it? Can we make it? I just—I am dying to do this because I, I want to get everybody's. And my apologies, interrupting, Mac, uh, no. But I just wanted to—I want to get everybody's four pillars right now. I think we should fucking debate it. Right? You know what? Fucking it. It's hey, cool. uh, The four so, women pillars
1: of AEW. Go ahead, yeah. Matt. The four is yours. So I'll say Akarshita. though, she she did have a career before coming to AEW, but she wasn't really, like, their top champion. Because, like, the way Ryo is presented in Tokyo Joshi Pro is like, oh, she has such great pedigree for wrestling. This is like the – she's she's mastered and skilled. She's a prodigy. Almost like how MJF was. It's like how MJF was in MLW. <clears> okay. <throat> Like, cause M- MJF was like, "Oh, he's a prodigy," da 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 da, or or uh, Jay White, he's a prodigy, da, da 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 and and that really wasn't around. Karrashtida, she was more, she was kind of grinding on a lot of the smaller promotions, trying to trying to get her name out there. She wasn't really the top girl. She she debuted at the same time as Saki Akai. They were in like a tag match. She's been around a while, but she just had isn't the top the top person. She would have been. She was like a mid-carder in Japan, so she really found, I guess, found her feet as, like, the top girl over in, in AEW. So, so he I definitely...
0: got Shida, she, she Shida,
1: right? That's one. Yeah. yeah so, it, would, it definitely would be Sheeta, Nyla. Nyla was there since the beginning. I remember her at the first Double or Nothing. I think if yeah. Awesome Kong wasn't in that match, it would have made that first, like, women's, what, four-way, five-way. It was, like, it was the... I think the bunny actually also kind of deserves a spot, but she hasn't been. I don't at, think
3: that's a crazy statement. I was trying to find. I was gonna throw Statlander, but she's injured too much. It spent more time off TV than on TV. So
1: Statlander wasn't in there on the, the first she wasn't there at the first pay-per-view. Right, right, like, right, right, right. Oh. Yeah, because Allie Ali was in that first she was just she was under a different gimmick. She was Allie. Brit wasn't DMD yet. She was just Brit. It was like it was Britt. It was Ali. Allie. Oh, well, because of like mental health, I I keep forgetting her name. Kylie something was it? Yeah, um, Kylie Rae. Kylie Rae. yeah, Kylie. Kylie Ray, yeah, Kylie Ray. It was mm-hmm. Kylie Ray, Britt Baker, uh, Ali, and Ali and Nyla Rose. And then they just threw in Awesome Kong, and then Awesome Kong kind of like overshadowed them. And then I think the psychology was already there, because Nyla Nyla was actually supposed to be in the role of that big powerful heel. Like, throwing the girls around and stuff. So... So you have, you have Sheeta, you have Nyla, you have two more. Sheeta, Nyla... Yeah, I... Uh, yeah, Britt was there since the first.
0: Okay, and maybe yeah. Britt and Anna. And who else? So who's the last one you got?
1: Well, I, Anna came... Anna came into the picture a lot later on, though. That was, like... Anna Jay was... She came in with the Dark Order, probably... So you got Re-home? Like, how... You, you know how... Probably, like the first time we saw Anna was maybe like a month before the pandemic or like or like a few months into the pandemic. So I'd probably put Allie in there. But the only thing is Allie hasn't been as consistent on TV and she hasn't been in as many matches. She's been too so, late. So I guess I guess I'd probably tie Anna and and uh I'd probably tie Anna with with Allie, the bunny. Okay.
2: All right. De Niro, give us your four. I want to hear your four. All right. So is the criteria they have to be in the first year of AEW or just like young, up and coming talent that mean that? I think that. All right. So if that's the case, then definitely Britt Baker's number one for sure. 100%. Britt Baker's number one. Number two, I would say uh, Hikaru Shida. Hikaru Shida definitely has put on some great matches and definitely has been holding it down. Number three, Nyla Rose. She was someone who was there from the start and busted her ass former champion. Number four, people gonna hate on me. People gonna hate on this, they're gonna shit all over it. But number four in my eyes is Jay Cargill. (laughs) 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 it's, It's red velvet. Nah, nah, my number four is Jay Cargill. Jay Cargill is a young talent who her first match was on television for AEW. She's grown so much since, and I think that when her career is said and done, she's going to be one of the biggest names in women wrestling. So, definitely, Jay Cargill is a pillar in AEW, in my opinion. Okay. Well, I'll go. I'll say best for last,
0: director. I'm with you on Nyla. That's very yeah. I'm writing them down, right? Just let you know, I'm writing them down. It's gonna be a segment here. It might be a clip. All right. Nyla Rose is for sure. Yeah. And then Britt, of course, because she's been there. Um. What else could I say? Who else could I say? Uh, she, she. yeah. Uh, you know what? I can't disagree. Yeah. I can't disagree about cardio. I'm with you on that. I yeah, it's tough because there's a lot of women. you, we forgot to mention, like Red Velvet. You know, she's been there a lot. You know, during the pandemic era too. Like. Who else did we see there more? I mean, even Thunder, but could we say Thunder really? No, because he was already NWA made more than me. Yeah. Thunder Rose is one of the biggest women to cross into the AW company. Yeah.
2: Mm. What about Abaddon?
0: No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I made <miss laughs> Abaddon. I, um, uh, you know what? I got, it. I got my four. Okay, I know you got your four. I, I'm curious. But, I got my you know? Uh, Nyla, okay. Nyla, Nyla. I'm going I'm to go on a Reho. I'm going with Riho. I think so. I think Riho deserves right. that. She deserves to be there in that four pillars. You know, she, her too, but she was a champion as well. We, you know, besides Sheeta in the, you know, first ever,
2: uh,
0: pay per view. I guess it was for the for the belt, right? I think which paper was that? Revolution. Uh,
2: it was the first ever uh, episode of Dynamite. They, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Mm, okay. With, uh, Rio versus Nyla. All right, director, best for last. I want to hear your four. All right. I'll go Nyla, I'll go Sheeta.
3: I'm gonna go Anna J. cause she debuted on April 1st, 2000. So that was less than six months from their first pay per view. Okay. Number four, Tay
0: Conte. Oh, that's right, oh. Day,
3: day, day one-ish, man, she has been there for a minute. And she's I, she had she did have a career before, but that career was wasted. She was in the many Young Classic. People kind of don't remember any of that. So Tay Conte, absolutely. <laughs> The fact they've put her nowhere near a title run is unfortunate. Just give her even like, almost win a match.
2: You know, she had one shot when Britt was uh, champion, but that was it. Yeah,
3: that was it. Yeah. So that's my four. To be honest, I I think Jade Cargill for sure, but I think she's she sort of transcends an like when you look at the the male pillars, that's a bunch of mid card guys who are pushing to the top, where Jade Cargill got put
0: at the top and is. Respectfully maintaining that spot.
2: That's a good point.
0: That's a good point. I forgot about Tay Conti. To be honest, you're absolutely right. Because think about it: how she came from NXT, didn't do much in NXT. She barely came from NXT. You know, I think they had a what like they had her in the May Young
3: Classic, and I think maybe one or two matches. Yeah, Uh, and that was
0: enough to make a name for herself. And then she went, yeah, she came to, yeah, AEW and made an A for himself. So I'm with you. We're live, baby. What's going on? Dirty Heels, Coffee Waston. Oh, yes. Yes. I added to the list myself. All right. I know we kind of derailed it, but very quick. I think this match was great. These two women beat the shit out of each other. I tell you that. They did, bro. That Guerrero bomb on the chairs to the outside. You thought it was was real beef. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So they they – I watched Dynamite. I watched AEW. Was there any storyline behind this feud? Or was it just like, let's just get two women with black makeup to fight each other?
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point, but this is still stemming back with them, without them really saying it. But stemming back from when the Jericho Appreciation Society confronted the House of Black. Like right after the last interview before they went into Canada and had that big uh, main event with J.S. We had to be
3: reminded and we still weren't reminded and... The yeah. only thing that we had to be reminded of was they used to be besties, and now they're not, and I don't remember exactly a conflict. Yeah. But this match started wild with the fucking chair shot or whatever guitar shot from the ramp. Bro. Yeah, sick. And I, I was very impressed with Julia Hart. She's never really been like – she's not as – I'm going to get hate for this. She's not as bad as Penelope Ford and Ellie in The Bunny. Those those women are oh. – okay. Penelope Ford is pretty good, but I don't think Ellie is really great. But I can see Julia Hart getting better. She just needs ring time, and they haven't been giving her that lately. And this was a fucking test for sure. I really like
2: the entrance too. That was a new entrance for Julia Hart.
3: I, I like yeah. the, uh, she's singing her own song the whole time, and when yeah. she won, she was singing it immediately. I thought that was cool. It was way better. I mean, Scarlet Bodello does literally the same thing, but Julia does it better.
0: Ooh. Oh tell me. He didn't just say that. Hot if, you, if, you,
3: if you think if you think Ellie is doesn't have two left feet then I don't know what to tell you bro but you know, <laughs> he's worse than
2: Lita
0: oh my. oh but, hey, me. Today,
2: Yo, man. you're no longer the director you're a hot take Chris
0: you're hot. the hot take Chris for sure, Mr. Hot
3: Lita, Lita and Ali both look like they're thinking about their next move three moves ahead of it there was like wait, what's next oh oh, oh yeah this. <laughs> you can see their feet. You can see their feet shuffling to get into position way before they get to the move.
1: Is it, is it like Steve Mongo McMichael? You know,
2: oh, ho, ho, ho. yeah. yeah. Uh, we, uh, on top rope yesterday, we had Yeah, Lita
3: is the Mongo I'm McMichael of of speeches of the feet.
2: Oh man, this is like I'm, I'm done, done. I'm done with Mongo talk. We talked for like. <laughs> Twenty-five minutes about how Mongo botched every single thing he did. Russell
3: Botch has a
2: thirty-minute
3: Mongo mic drop. It's the greatest thing ever. Shout <laughs> out to Ryan from Russell Botch. That's right. And mind—we're talking about the, the wrestling, all right. We're not talking the personal Mongo. Yeah, Shout yeah. out for my. No, name. I'm probably—I'm pretty sure that's even worse. You know, Steve Austin stole his—stole his wife. So I mean,
0: uh, hey, wow, that's for sure. Shout, Shout out to Devin. Yes. Shout out to <laughs> Brian Cook. What's going on, my Ch- Chi-Town brother? Yes, Brian going Cook. On? Yes, I'm with you too about take content be to get back in the ring to be a killer instead of being a side piece, like for Sammy. That's yep. for sure. PSNJ Julie Hart beat the stuffing, uh, yeah, the shitting. Yeah, that, that was I wouldn't say match of the night,
3: but it was definitely like it was a surprise match of the night. Like, oh, okay,
0: cool. Oh man, for sure. Uh, Matt Callis, you want to take it away on this one? What's your take?
1: Yeah, it's 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 this is another case of, I guess. I guess House of Black really is now a babyface faction. Since Anna J is still a member of JAS, so it's it's a new it's a new kind of love. I think she's going to be very Julia Hart's going to get pretty popular, like even more popular as as the months roll on. And I wouldn't be surprised seeing her in like any type of title picture or any kind of like, I'll say program feud. Any type of, of high profile feud with any anybody like don't be surprised if you see Julia Hart versus Soraya or something like that down the line, like I wouldn't I, I wouldn't be surprised. So she's really I guess this is her big kind of baby face moment more or less. This is kind of her 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 big like this is this is now a top eight. I guess this is going to be like our girl Undertaker more or less of AEW. Yeah,
3: that's definitely the gimmick. I don't think they're hiding that like homage to take her yeah I wouldn't say she's like debuted as a baby face I think she's debuted as a respectable in-ring performer um I think like because she's I think the 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 momentum of house of black is kind of like by proxy she's a face I don't even know if house of black is technically a face because they're anti-heroes like you sort of- yeah like you cheer her because she's with house of black but you don't just cheer her because she's her. But I think we're starting, I think the crowd is now, their eyes are opening. Like when Britt Baker did that hardcore match with Thunder Rosa and I claimed she's the new queen of Extreme, that was like an eye opener for Britt Baker, in my opinion. And I think this is what we're going with Julia Hart,
1: where people are going to start to see her as a respectable inmate performer, not just the cheerleader. It was, it was the, I guess the kind of deal when it was like Carl Sheeta versus Britt Baker and Britt Baker had that bloody nose. And it was like that was like the beginning of it was like when the pandemic started and yeah and that's when she stopped being a heel uh even though she
3: acted like it she was the anti heel you know the heel that you cheered
1: mm-hmm.
0: i agree I, I, I think
3: that that's where jay that's where um well hopefully jay gets there
1: but julia for sure is now people like oh she she can go for sure
2: mm-hmm. it,
1: i guess i guess for julia it's it's like put the more heels you put her against i think the more uh, people will really cheer for her. Maybe maybe they might start her out with either the Outcast or maybe te- maybe her next match might be Take Conti in the coming week. It'll be either Take Conti or the Outcast or maybe, I don't know, there might be some kind of. It's like, are we that part of the Outcast or are we part of JAS? We're kind of aligned with the bad guys. So, you know. Right. So we- well, you
3: know, you can have heels in separate factions not aligned with each other too. Yeah. I mean, but- very true. So I would, I, I wouldn't stop watching AW. But if we did a corporate ministry thing, I would fucking. Oh, oh I hated that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you really, you really want
3: to ruin my attitude era? That was the moment do it. Sisterhood. I was it, such a ministry it, fan. I was such a ministry fan. But then when it became the corporate ministry, I was like, no. It's me, Jim. It was me. I, I, along, I, how do I have
0: that clip? How do you do I that? Said
3: How do you fucking put The Undertaker
1: and Naked Midian <laughs> with 10
3: Shamrock?
1: It was it, me all along, Jim Cornette. So <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, God. you bought it. You all bought it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> to play devil's advocate, right? I'm not saying by any means I was a fan of the corporate ministry. But if you look at the names in that faction, that might have been one of the most stacked factions of all time. Well, no, literally it was. That was, Who I mean. Ch- Undertaker in the same faction? It was, de- and The Rock. It was. The Rock, yep.
3: It, it was designed to be that way. But then it was just like, that's just the whole roster. This was like every heel in the company on one team. And yeah. I think the only faces left after that was Mankind and Austin. I think those are the two, you know, opposites. It was, it, it was just, it was just two stacked. I like when they were separate and it just didn't, I don't know. I was the, the really goth thing. And then the corporate thing, just that, that, those didn't make sense. Those just to me didn't make sense. That'd be like putting house of black with, I don't know. with jazz? A, if you jazz. with, jazz. Jazz. with oh, jazz. jazz? Like you're talking about where like yeah. you have like a comedy gimmick and then you have a dead serious taker style gimmick. You put them together. It's going to be, you can't, you can't serious up a comedy gimmick. It's just going to be... You're going to comedy up a serious
2: gimmick. And that's what just,
0: that is. I could just picture Jericho looking at Alistair, like how Shane looked at Taker walking down the ramp, the ramp remember, back at the attic? Like, he was going to fuck him or something. Like, just give him that look. <laughs> just giving him that look. And I could just picture Jericho giving him that look. Like, we're not going to see Madacus just walking, and then because Jericho's looking at him like... Like, give him that smirk smile. Like, just, just like fucking <laughs> Shane... <laughs> I can just picture that nice shit already. that would be so weird as fuck and that ever happens.
1: goes like, "I am going to give you a body massage." This is me right
3: now and if you know, you know. I don't I don't know if you know this one. Oh,
0: yes, I know what you. <laughs> I still know that one. One um, of the best clips of all time. Yes, it is. I need to get – you I'm know like, what? I'm going to get that fucking clip next week for Shetty to get it. Dude, it's so it's so good. It is.
2: It is. Go well, ahead, all... <laughs> this, this matchup was another good matchup. I thought it was a nice surprise because I wasn't expecting this to be a really good matchup, but it ended up being really fun to watch. Um Julia Hart, if you guys know Julia Hart, it was going on Matt. <laughs> Julia Hart is like 20 years old, if I am not mistaken. She's very yeah, young. Yeah,
3: she debuted at like 18 for sure in the Hollywood Blondes.
2: Yeah. So or if like she's. Varsity, Hollywood Blondes, whatever. <laughs> varsity Blondes. Yeah. So if she is this good at 20, imagine where she's going to be at like 25, 30. Like she got a really bright future. And I believe Anna Jay is also like what 21 22
1: 24 so, her and jungle boy are the same age i think yeah they're 24 well, very
2: young yeah these two women are going to have a really good future and right now they're showing what they could do so hopefully aw gives them more time you know we talked about collision being a opportunity for the women to have more of an opportunity so that's being a opportunity for the women to have more time not opportunity to be more opportunity <laughs> <laughs> i have bad allergies right now my allergies are killing me But anyway, so yeah, I definitely think that this was a great matchup, and it just shows what they could do in the future. So hopefully, they get more of a chance. Anna J. Take on Julia. Oh, oh, I
0: like that. Oh shit! Imagine Abaddon in House of Black.
3: That would be a good match.
2: match. I would like that match. I don't want
3: Abaddon to join House of Black. I mean, you know, I don't know. I haven't thought about it that long. That might be kind of
0: cool. That'd be a fun match. That would be. That would be, and no, imagine I can like, like in like a real a
3: real lights out match. That would be sick. You know what? I'm and, that fucking Mountain Dew Extreme
0: Team Baja Beat. I'm <laughs> Oh, dear. But how about this though? How about we have that, and then this is where where Abaddon makes her appearance, and she could be to she could be Julia Hart's. Median, uh, Midian, like, yeah, she would be Midian, she would be Midian, absolutely. <laughs> That's,
3: I already know that. That I think she's even spoken that she weirdly is influenced by Midian, which is okay. Phineas, uh, goblin, cool, weird. No one's ever name dropped that guy in their inspir- inspirations. <laughs> <laughs> now, don't go naked, Midian. We don't need naked Abaddon. No, not,
0: no, we don't need, we naked Aver- Aver- I'm yeah. just saying that
3: wasn't the best gimmick, it was an attitude gimmick.
0: All right, now let's move on to the how the open house match for the AEW Trials title. By the way, I wanted to mention I love the new belt design. What do you think? I put them right here because it's almost similar to it. That black and little silver, what they did. I don't know if you guys noticed it. They got rid of that gold no, one. No, because
3: of are and on during these matches. Then, yeah. I wish, oh
0: my god, they didn't stop doing this Sinkata shit. I I I I I love you, House of Black, but that little lights thing. I don't know if you guys kind of noticed the crowd was like, huh? Like, you know, like they were not they were up and down just a little. They weren't too I much loved involved. It. You love, I love
2: Yeah, like I- I'll just go real quick. I loved it just for the fact that it gives their matches a different feel. I like that this is if this is their rules, if this is like the House of Black rules, then it you know to have it feel like a different aura in the arena when they come out. Like I think that adds to them. And it wasn't, like, overbearing. This isn't the red light where, you know, Kane was wrestling back in 97 with the red light. It was hard to see him because he was all red. And they had enough of a spotlight on the ring that you could just see the ring. And kind of like what Tony Schiavone said on commentary, I like the fact that it felt like old-school wrestling. Like, if you ever go back to, like, the old, like, tapes of WWF in Madison Square Garden, the whole arena is blacked out, and you just have a spotlight on the ring. And I so, always yeah, like, that's USC does that too, and it's super helpful. Yeah, I always like that look. So I think that that's pretty cool. So I, I wasn't hating on this at all. Mm. Shout out to Nick Iris from the Ring Fanatics podcast, man. I hope yes, they can sure. start.
0: real. Yeah, all school. Yeah, House or, I,
3: mean, I wouldn't say Finn, I say Pierre, because he runs a podcast too, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh,
3: yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah for real. Also, shout out to uh, Baja Blast, the rapper from LA who makes a cameo in our Wish You Would video. Um, go follow her on Instagram. Just a little friendly shout out. It's Baja with an H, the trademark
1: ending.
0: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Mike Callis, go ahead. Give us your thoughts about this Trills matchup.
1: It's it's a little bit different with Bandito instead of Orange, kind of in the tr- in the mix. So it's it's a weird Bandito being outside of like you know his regular Luchador squadron because like. I, it, it I think I would have liked it if he was if it was like bandido and Laredo kid and and uh vikingo like if it was that kind of io del vikingo like if it was that kind of team then this I, I would have liked it but this I don't know he didn't seem to you know it it didn't seem to fit the these these two different things it's kind of like you know i I, I think best friend should have had like somebody who has kind of like a history with them. Um Is it is more kind of closer to their gimmick? Maybe some kind of like nerdy wrestler guy. Rocky like
0: Rocky Romero would have been the guy. Yeah, yeah. Vice that would have been your Rapongi's yeah. best friends version.
1: I think Rocky Romero would have been a better choice, and then they could have used oh, the so because 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 uh, rapongi Vice and best friends were were actually going on simultaneously. Sorry, I'm watching fights. <laughs> Knockout. I think in the what do you call it in the the Rapongi Vice hip-hop song, that's their entrance theme. They even reference Best Friends in that song, you know, as well. House of, I, lo- I love House of Black. I think once they lose the titles, I think it will be kind of, I think Malachi and, I think all three of them have really good singles careers in the making. I just kind of hope none of them, I, I, I hope Buddy Matthews finds a good space to work in. Because I I don't want any of them to be the Marty Jannetty of their team, <laughs> you know. Malachi Malachi has so many great kind of dream one on one matches you can do with them, and and as well as Brody King as well. Like uh, more of the big guy, like especially him in like the super heavyweight division with like your Lance Archers and your and your Jake Hagers and any of and and Luchasaurus and Brian Cage all your big 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 fellas. you can do some cool stuff with them. So. Well, speak,
0: speaking of uh, big so, uh, temple, uh, which I, I literally forgot about that that uh, demonic flamita and black taurus did beat the house of black, which was uh, malachi and brody king for the PWG tag team titles. So they're the that tag team champions. They could have been, maybe they could have been the team with them in bandito or That would have been cool. Mm-hmm. That would have been actually epic to see. Uh, house of black loses the titles. Rush, Gracie, I and mean, oh, maybe that could be too. Uh, to L.I., L.I.J. Like to Ingottenables. Okay. All right. Director! The force. Yes. one. I like these matches. Um,
3: the best friends dynamic, they almost have like a free bird rule. I mean, they literally have a free bird rule where it's like any two plus any third who's just around can be in the best friends and get a title shot. And uh, that's all right. I ain't mad at that. Um, what I think is confusing to the fans is you really have to pay attention to who's legal in these matches because uh, I was watching this, and they hit that trio finisher, Tower of Terror, whatever the fuck it's called, mm-hmm. and I, just, I was like, "Oh, it's over! Who, who was who? Who got the pin? Who, where?" I so it's very confusing when you're just like watching the match, and then you got to figure out like keeping track of who's legal, who's getting the pin, when's the finisher coming. It was over before I really even felt like the match had started. Um, but other than that, the right people won the match, obviously. Um, and I hope that the crowd doesn't dictate like. House of Black becoming stagnant. Like, there's kind of like um, the Basham Brothers, the, the Boulder Brothers, the fucking Eric the Bludgeon Blodgeon Brothers. Yeah, I hope it doesn't become like that, where people are just like, okay, we get it. And then they're kind of like, now we're bored. I hope that's not what happens to House of Black. Um, they they need a uh, just keep Julie keep Julie hard on the mic. Let her be the only one that talks. Let her dictate everything. Let her pop the crowd. Um, and I think they should be okay.
0: Okay, awesome. All right, we'll see how you know they be booked in the next. I know they're booked, we're you know, we're not even there at double or nothing yet. We'll get there eventually. I know they're against defending the title against the acclaim and Billy Gunn. We'll see how that turns out to be. we will see how the promos will start to that. But we'll, like I said, I'll save the segments for last because I want to get through the matches first. And of course, the main event, which you damn backstabber you. Yes, I'm looking at you, the one under Mike DeLittle, your father turned his back. My God, Kenny Omega. That's right. Jesus. Why? Why, Matt? Why did you do this? Tell me why. Because I'm pretty sure, look, the whole fans, when they saw that shit happening, they
1: couldn't believe it. Damn. There's a clear, open parallel. Well, my direct parallel is Paul Heyman turning on Brock Lesnar to sides with the big show. And once again, like, it goes into history. Don Callis trained by Paul Heyman. So, you know, he learned a lot from him. So I, I guess this is, this is Kenny, Kenny is is Don Callis's Rock Lesnar. And I guess every, so the theory is that, that the theory is that it's not Moxley that Don Callis is going, is going to be managing, that's going to be Will Ospreay. Uh, I'm, I think, I don't know where they're going to go with this. Who who his new guy is going to be, like it, Chris. If it, if they go with your prediction, because you're you've been you're definitely right about the turning part. But I'd, Konosuke Takeshita would be kind of cool to, if they're giving it to like if they're giving the managerial duties to a new guy, that would be kind of a like you know because because Takeshta needs a voice to speak for him, so who better than than. Don Callis, and so oh, you're, you're Don- saying that
3: Don didn't turn on the Elite to join Blackpool. He just turned on Elite, and then he's going to go find something else.
1: Well, because a lot of people are saying it's Will Osprey right now, but I want it, Will Osprey doesn't
3: need a ma- mouthpiece. So I mean, he's not good on the mic, but at least he's trying. No, I'm the talking Takeshka about Takeda thing makes sense, but like Takeshka's heel turn hasn't happened yep. yet yep. either
1: yeah no, so I'm saying it should be the explanation. I think next week we'll find out if if it is Takashta. I'm definitely for the Takashta because he needs Takashta needs the mouthpiece because he doesn't Takashta one hundred percent needs the mouthpiece. like all will love to those who understand or speak Japanese, but like we definitely he definitely does at this point in his career, you know. so i I think it would be really kind of good like a heel Takashta a heel to catch with the mouthpiece will help him really be seen as that, like, you know, uh, as a, as a very, as a future champion, as a, as a dangerous, like top guy, you know, that'll be, that'll be good to see, you know, this is, this is the kind of thing I think also Nakamura needed, you know, in his days in WWE, just like, like a, a guy like Don Callis, who better? So it, in that in that instance, you know, because I don't I don't see any of the other guys in Blackpool Combat Club being paired with Don Callis all that well. It's it doesn't seem to fit. It's it's yeah, Don Callis is no William Regal, and it and it there's there doesn't seem to be. a I don't know what history Don Callis has with any of the Blackpool Combat Club guys. I got a big theory, but I'm gonna wait until you finish, and then I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> I'm gonna so, tell probably, you. But go so, ahead that'll be all Kenny Kenny could have his revenge at like at Wembley or whatever is going on but I think I think we I don't think I need to see any more Kenny versus Moxley. It was this one was pretty good they got a little bit weapon friendly I'm not that disappointed some of the weapon stuff was kind of cool but um I think I think they got definitely got plenty of fists and they got plenty of punching and they got plenty of wrestling in as well. So just a little bit of this and that. Column A and column B. So I I think Kenny could go up against any of the other. Like probably Kenny versus Claudio, I hope they kind of pull the trigger on in it sooner or later after this. But I I definitely give the match maybe like three three out of five if I had to give it out of five. So
3: what well, was it even was there a pin at the end of this match? Yeah there was. There was a pin, right? Okay, so technically it was a yeah. match. I mean,
1: technically Ma- technically
0: Ma- it was a match.
1: <laughs> yeah, so three three count on Kenny with the help of she, with Don Callis hitting him with the right. screwdriver. So. He
0: took my fucking line. I was going to save it, but fuck it. Yeah. Yes, that's my theory. What Temple just put, Don Callis turned on Kenny Omega because he's bringing in Cody Bushi. How evil could that be? Fuck it. Mind games, yes. I'm going to fucking play it. That would, play. that would pop. That would, the that oh, would pop the hardcores. Yeah.
3: Unfortunately. I
0: gotta do it. I gotta, talk. I gotta do Give it. I want. what I want. Give... Ah! That's my theory, not Why so- you turn on Kenny Omega, he- damn it. Heal Kota Ibushi, then? He's, hell yeah. What okay. else? Okay, think about this. what was probably on the phone with Kota Ibushi when he left. And then think about it. Maybe Kota Ibushi. Even though Kota Ibushi mentioned that Ninja Pad offered him a big, big money, they might go back, they, uh, you know, they reconcile the differences, but, you know, that's their cheap Dan's job, not my job here, but, hey, we will see. But, all I know is that that will be the greatest booking of all time there. Turning Coda and, mind you, Konoste Takeshita, as well, alongside with Don Callis, and Koda Ibushi, they can start building their fucking faction, their their own version of the <laughs> in their own version of Golden Lover, okay, and Kota Ibushi turning his back on his best friend, Kenny Omega, and booked that match at all in at Wembley, two best friends going at it, or even at Forbidden Door, you could do that.
1: That'll be that good. I mean, that's, oh, that's I Chris even said it. That will either, pop. If that either happens. way, I'll say that they definitely like Koda Abushi also needs a mouthpiece like Don Callis. So that I think that's perfect. You know, keep Don Callis as a heel. We need him as a mouthpiece for those who can't speak English. So as long, because Ken people already like Kenny. He doesn't need Don. So Ken people. I think without Don, Kenny is going to be a lot more likable. Right now, he's going to be like a man. Kenny's outnumbered. Yeah, what's he going to do against all these bad guys? And then once again, it goes back to my whole: we could never have too many heels. So it's good that they're outnumbered. I hope they get. It'll be kind of cool if if the elite is outnumbered or if they're like a man short in blood and guts or something that way like their victory is going to even look better if they get it by the skin of their teeth like oh the good guys prevailed outnumbered it seems it seems kind of perfect so yeah outnumber them give them all like the cheating and help and the good guys prevailing everybody's gonna like it and i think teddy's gonna reach a more level like a higher level of baby face lovability that he didn't have before
2: okay Niro. First, the match, right? The matchup, I thought, was great. These two guys always have amazing chemistry, no matter what stipulation. But there was the lights out, even the the barbed wire exploding matchup. Fuck the ending. That was a great matchup. Um, this matchup was a really good matchup. Uh, Kenny and John Moxley, like, they've been feuding since day one. Like, the first ever double or nothing event ended with Kenny and John Moxley fighting all through the crowd. So it's really cool to see them go back to the well with this, and I enjoyed it. Um, I was very shocked by the end. I, I, first of all, I'm glad that Kenny is okay because that was a nasty, nasty spot where he hit that V trigger on John Moxley oh, yeah. and went through the cage, and then he had his yeah. leg caught. That could have been really bad. But, like um, that was
3: like the Lesnar thing with Goldberg, I think, right? Where yeah, the Lesnar's with the cage, and I don't think the cage was supposed to break on that.
2: No, it
0: was supposed to. According to what okay. I what I was like listening to, everything else that it was supposed to happen that way.
3: No, I meant on the Lesnar Goldberg one. If I'm remembering that correctly, someone went through the cage. It was supposed. Oh, to Oh, oh
0: yeah, no, yeah, was, no. That was Lesnar Lester and Roman Reigns, the one in Saudi, the one they went through that. It's supposed that was supposed to happen either. That was, yeah. That was the one that was like, that looked like it was supposed to happen, but it
3: was not.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, it it was a nasty spot because Kenny Omega's leg got caught. Between the uh, the cage and the ring, and that could have been a torn ACL, MCL, meniscus, all that, right? So I'm glad that he's okay. But I was shocked by the end. I I knew that Don Callis didn't fit with them, right? Because especially with this babyface turn for the elite, Don Callis is just too good of a heel, and he would do nothing for them as a babyface. So I thought they were just going to like kind of separate them. Instead of uh, like like quietly separate them, I didn't know that Don Callis was going to turn on him. So that was a surprise. And I was saying last night on Top Rope, I thought that this was definitely going to lead to a heel Takeshita. But I like Ivan's idea a whole lot better. Like, if this leads to a heel Ibushi and Ibushi comes in, then that's going to be an amazing storyline. And I feel like that's a storyline that Kenny Omega could sink his teeth in. So I'm all for that. But overall, this was a really good main event.
0: Oh, man. Oh. Oh. oh!
2: They're right there.
3: Yeah, wow. Uh, I remember Kenny in that match with their first match where they'd peeled back the, the mat, and they had done like a superplex or a German from the top rope onto the planks. And Kenny had said that was the most pain he'd ever been in a match. And then we move, you know, two three years later, they're still doing the damn thing. Um, good match up until it was over. Um, Ivan said something in the DMs where I've been predicting this Don Callis the whole time, like the moment you yeah. the moment he got attacked backstage. I'm like, oh, it's Don Callis. But it happening this soon, I thought we were all waiting for a pay per view. Is the big thing right there? As we thought this was gonna happen on a much bigger stage, not on a dynamite. And I don't see Don going anywhere but Blackpool. It just doesn't make sense to me that he would turn on someone, align him, you know, help Blackpool get the win, and then just go off and do his own thing. That to me, there's no story there. And then turning Takeshka like that would have happened already. It would have been Takeshka and Don at the same time turning on him. Mm-hmm. Like maybe all of Blackpool came out, then the elite came out like they did and then Takeshka came out, and then they both turned, and then there's your big reveal. That would have been cool to put some international flair into Blackpool, Um, but I think Don is going to stick with Blackpool. I think that was the move the whole time. Uh, I think he doesn't feel safe with the elite. might be the angle. Like If he's going to keep getting attacked by the Blackpool, the only way to stop them is to join them. I think that's going to be the chicken shit story that he's going with, which makes plenty of sense if you know the history of Don Callis in pro wrestling. He always goes where the Grass is safer, and the paychecks are greener, um, and I think that's what's going to play out. And hopefully, we get him on the mic next Wednesday. Ah oh, man, uh, does it? But does he fit though? The thing is, uh, thing. Does, does he he fit? anybody? Fit? The thing about Blackpool is like it. They nobody fits per se. It's, and that's what fits.
1: Oh, the the cat-
3: uh, I could debate that, but okay, we'll go ahead, Matt. You go think Wheeler and Daniel Bryan deserve to ever be in the same channel together? Why not?
0: You, have, yeah, you got you upcoming Wheeler, star. Huda.
3: Wheeler Yuda is a he's. Oh God, don't even start. <laughs> just <a> <laughs> I just oh. debate me, Damon. Come on, let's, debate it, man. Let's go. Debate the weak
2: parts. I'll parts
3: parts
1: the, of the video. I, just,
3: I, I don't think, like I said, Steve Wheeler Yuda makes Steve Blackman look like the Rock, <laughs> as as rock! <laughs> What
1: the fuck? Really? Wheeler
3: <laughs> captain, captain Personality over here. You think him and Captain Charisma could share the mic together? We saw what happened when he tried to say anything oh, to MJF. He got destroyed. Even Daniel Bryan says he's a little shit.
1: He's a, what do you call it? You said a black hole. <laughs> like you What's up? See charisma being sucked out of the room. <laughs> yeah,
3: like he, the guy is not bad in the ring, but he just isn't no one's tuning into Black Bull to see Wheeler. Like <laughs> If he wasn't there, you wouldn't be like, man. I wish Wheeler was in Blackpool. It should have been Daniel that's, Garcia. Should have been Daniel why, Garcia. God damn it!
1: I I really want that decision. That's probably why they need Don Callis, Koto Ibushi, and Konosuke Takeshita. So, so you don't have to see too much of Wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, should have been, should have been Garcia, and then
3: I'm just, I'm curious. I, I'm curious about the Don Callis. My prediction is probably the most linear, predictable decision. I just want to hear him. Explain it
0: okay. Well, 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 yeah, we'll find out next Wednesday for sure. That oh, hopefully, we hopefully you might it'd be really funny if he just goes off TV for a month. I, I think so too, right? I think imagine if he does, but uh, oh man, well, what a good main event overall. But before, like I said, now we get into the segments. Now let's get into the segments because the couple of segments that I wanted just key segments, I don't want to go over them. You guys pick whichever you got you invested, of course want to say briefly thank god you piece of shit tony- i, I know, i'm not fucking christmas you tony khan you finally thank you because where is miro and now he's here we saw, we saw him. the Redeemer is back and then thunder rosa too she made her appearance as well but going to tony khan's office yeah and we're giving you shit Tony am I'm, I'm not gonna sit back and take this fucking shit take this shit because I'm tired, and I know why you're bringing them. Because of collision coming up, you're gonna use them for that roster. I get, even though you mentioned earlier, De Niro, that there's no roster breakup, but I feel like he's gonna use them for that, maybe. Or like how Chris said earlier about the Orange Cassidy, maybe he's gonna be the one that's throwing them. Who knows? Or maybe bring him back to be the TNT champion to fucking elevate that title, where it used to be when he was the t- the, the TNT champion.
1: Dunder Rosa, I don't know if Wardlow gonna be would be a good match. Miro versus Christian Wardlow. and Wardlow, no Miro and Wardlow. Oh hell yeah, I would love to see that. And then you have and they
0: Christian. Pass, they passed around like five times. <laughs> you have Christian, of course, who you know, the whole crowd didn't let him speak at all. Notice that, and Good. then <laughs> he Detroit really fucking squashes, man. I. I don't know if I can say I'm invested of him going after the TNT belt against Wurlow. I don't know where is that coming into play. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, one thing, uh, and then of course the outcast, I guess is going to happen next week. I think they're they're facing next week against uh, against uh, uh, Brit, Jamie Hayter, and Hikaru That's going to happen next week. And then uh, one thing, which is your boy De Niro. I literally like I'm I'm gonna tell you right now, your your boy, your band, double J, double, double whatever the hell. I don't really want to say it.
2: It is J-E- J E double F J double R E double T.
0: Jeff Jeff Jared. He is great. I would say of how to tell stories. That segment and that ring with Briscoe, and then they're taking the drink and then. You know, Sanjay throwing that drink, and then FTR pile driving Briscoe, assuming because they were blind, so they didn't know it. Was. That's your old school typical TNA. We've seen it in WWE. Yeah. We've seen it in on a you know, like WCW old school type of way to get a you know something started. Like the man, the middle man, getting like, what the fuck? Why'd you do that to me? Like, and everybody's like, oh my god, what, what I what have I done? I guarantee you, this was Jeff Jarrett's idea. As yeah. much as nobody it, it can't be FTR's. I respect FTR. It can't be Sanjay's or the rest of the It was Saturn's
2: idea. What? It was
0: It was, no, <laughs> it was, oh, it was Jeff Sharon's idea. I like this. I like this. We're just going with it for double or nothing. Now yeah. that Briscoe's gonna be the the uh, the guest referee. Let's see how this is gonna turn out to be. I'm liking this story to be honest with you. I'm not actually not mad about it. I'm actually pretty impressed. I like see. This is where Jared belongs. Behind the scenes, knowing how to make tell stories, not in a fucking ring, okay, Jared. No,
2: you take. Hey, away. Did you see his match with Dax two weeks ago? It was. It was yes. We talked about great it, matchup. Yes. If you're that age and you're in that shape and you can still put on great matches, you also belong in the ring. That's how I see um, it. One hundred percent, Woo! woo, woo. Uh, you know, and then we get those, you know,
0: those segments that the four pillars did. We got Sammy story, we got Jungle Boy story, we got Darby story, MJF being the Paul McCartney one, hair out of, out of the Beatles one. You compared each other. I like that reference. Good promos. Now that started because now. We got the, the Trials and Tribulations out of the way, right? And now we're getting the promos coming up within the next two and a half weeks because we're heading into Double or Nothing coming up on Memorial Day weekend, May 28th. So we're going to get that for sure, the booking of the promos, and which is good. Um, but that's the to big topic for Double or Nothing
2: is the day after uh, Night of Champions? Right
0: after Night of Champions, yep.
2: Right after. Uh...
0: Right, exactly, it's right after. Right after. Exactly, <laughs> and then I know it's the same weekend. Mm-hmm. Rampage spoilers. Uh, the only one spoiler is the segment of e- of the Hardys coming out thanking everybody. Hey, thank you so much. We deleted uh, the firm. Uh, you know, with the firm deletion Delete. That's right. And then Ethan and then Ethan Page earlier make amends with the with the guns to help them out against you know the Hardys. They came out right. challenge the Hardys. Mm-hmm. The Hardy says, Matt Hardy says one stipulation: if we win, we own Ethan Page's contract. So it looks like it's gonna. I don't know what's going on with Ethan, man. The firm is done. I don't know what's going on, but sorry, that's that's the only spoiler rampage I'll give you guys. The matches I won't. I think Matt should watch it because Kyle Fletcher is on Rampage. Action on Grady and Kyle Fletcher is going to be a banger. I would watch that if I were you. That's today. Man. Um and that's it. That's what I have for the segments. I don't know which one you guys want to talk about, which one you guys get you more invested, or you want to go through brief overall. I'll take it to you, Matt Callis, very quick. Which one
1: got you invested of these segments on I, Dynamite? I think I'd, I'm going to just do an overall. You know, I'm not going to go segment by segment. I like that they brought back Thunder Rosa and Miro. I think we'll, ha- we'll get a lot of good matches out of out of them and mixing it up with whoever else. I think Thunder Rosa and Soraya would be kind of cool. Down the line. But um I think another another thing is uh Jeff Jarrett and everything that's going on in his world, his world, his world. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know the lyrics. I can't that guy's the the guy singing that theme. I can't understand him. <laughs> I have the song on my phone now though. <laughs> so see, see what you did to Nero? Now you got him having on the phone now. Hey, the battle battle, baby, you will see a king. You know. <laughs> I mean wonderful. i I I I kinda hope I, I get some good uh Jeff Jarrett singles matches in the oncoming weeks. T- Tattenum Singh, I don't know who he reminds me of at the moment though. Like Don't like, say Kali. I,
0: Do not say
1: Kali, because he's is not a Kali. <laughs> no, I'll I'll say this though. Like like what Jeff Jarrett was saying about Satnam on his interview with Je- with Jericho is like, he's a basketball player, so the, the footwork is there. We just got to work on everything else. That's that's why I'll say I reckon. Now, first I say,
3: NBA. What's up? <laughs> Satnam was the first uh, Indian born national to sign to the NBA.
1: I Make like how a-
2: Matt's impression of Jeff Jarrett sounds like Foghorn Leghorn. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I say, I say, I, I say, he's a good basketball player. I say,
1: now nah, I say, boy, now nah, I say, boy, be be be, nah, say, boy, <laughs> that's a joke, son. It's a joke. <laughs> Foghorn Leghorn. That well, Tennessee is pretty close to Kentucky, you know, so they yeah, they touch. <laughs> yeah, they touch, you know. Maybe maybe that'll be like the maybe whoever feuds with Jeff Jarrett, that'd be a good way to make fun of him. It's like Jeff Jarrett, you sound like Foghorn Leghorn. And show up with the a- <laughs> But I'll be all, all. All right.
3: All right, director. I like i'm Singh a lot. Uh you can see that he tries not to smile every time the camera is near him. You can see he's a he's a, he's a jolly j- giant. Um for sure. And putting him in a serious role is cool. Like I get it for now. Uh, I'm more entertained by him than I am by in- the entire body of work by Omos. Um, I, I, can't wait to see more of sudden seeing down the line and see what they do with him. Uh, I just think he's funny and I think he knows that he's just putting a serious role where he's just like trying not to laugh. Um, and who else earned their paycheck on dynamite was Rake Paquette. She is allowed to bring her personality to the mic. And I love her interactions with people. Her, uh, interview with orange Cassidy. <laughs> I was like, bro, that's so funny. Where orange Cassidy was like, Renee, I'm tired. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Bud. I was like, bro, I love that she's just not doing the same old fucking vanilla interview. Show your teeth and just walk away. Like she's she's really living it up over there. And I hope she's having a lot of fun. And uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, not a bad dynamite at all. Things happened. Storylines progressed. Storylines are pushing towards the pay per view, and we'll see what happens.
2: Mm. Didn't So I'm gonna go one by one here, and I'm gonna be very long winded. So no <laughs> 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 no nah, just like i uh, was called everyone else overall i think that fun fun segments i was just most impressed by the way they handled miro and thunder rosa's return because it had a sense of realism miro's been very vocal on social media that he wants you know out of his AEW contract just because he is you know not being used so Miro finally appears and it's not to start a new storyline or start a new feud or attack somebody. He's finally back on the show. What does he do? He goes to confront the boss. He goes into Tony Khan's office. Right. Which I and thought, a was, shoot.
3: I thought was a shoot video. That wasn't supposed to air. That was, that was a cameraman who
2: hold went all the way up. To his face. Yeah. And I, dude, we, I wanted
3: to bring CJ with him. Like I fucking, goddamn it. She was so good. I mean, she yeah. wasn't great. But, like she was, she was, she was. A, she's a missing piece to the Miro puzzle for sure.
1: Well, they were a great package together. Do you guys think there's going to be a stone cold Miro storyline then? <laughs> like, yeah. I-
2: going to put Tony Khan in the uh, accolade? Was what, what does he call it? The game over? <laughs> yeah, game! The Dave and Buster bad guy. <laughs> 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 but not yet. And then when they had Thunder Rosa do it too, I thought that was interesting because it's a very similar situation. Thunder Rosa's been. I don't know if you guys watch AEW All Access after Dynamite, but it's been a lot of Thunder Rosa shit talk on that show. Like they're constantly showing um, Britt Baker shit talking Thunder Rosa backstage. And Thunder Rosa was very vocal on social media about, you know, AEW's constantly just like promoting and showing these uh, women backstage shit talking me, but never giving me an opportunity to like really say my piece. And then she even said something like oh this is a problem starting at the top because if tony khan would have allowed me to have an opportunity to say my piece so for her to come back as well and want to go confront tony khan i think that that was really cool that that reminded me a lot of a vince russo storyline where it was hey you know what if there's real life problems we're going to air it out on tv because that's what we do it's realism right Realistic storylines, realism is going to always be more interesting than the I'm better than you are. You know, you're the best in the world. No, I'm the best in the world. I wrestled in Japan, blah, blah, blah. I think it's always going to be more interesting when you know that there's real-life animosity or real-life heat. So just those two little, small little things of two people who are disgruntled with the organization walking into the boss's office. It was really interesting for me. I liked it.
1: Stone Cold Rosa. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
2: That's the bottom line, because Thunder Rosa said so. That's right. I all right.
0: I, all I can say is for me is I enjoyed everything. I want to see what's going to be the outcome for Miro and Thunder. And I want to see what happens to Ethan Page, because that's where I'm like, what happens to Big Bill and Lee Moriarty? That's, that's, a, that's a wasted. Like, they just can't figure oh, they, oh, they had it. Gonna, they he was, had it. But they,
3: he, he was with... Uh, he, he was a Scorpio, and then he was with some other thing, and then some other thing, and then some other thing. Got,
1: they should, he have be been the
3: champion. He should have been whatever the European. Big, champion.
1: I don't know. Big yeah. Bill and the boys could be trios champions, so they could be the big, the big ass boys. The big ass boys. Yeah, the Big, yeah. big, ass boys. <laughs> the big oh. Bill ass boys. <laughs> the big
0: but ass boys. But uh, you
1: know what? This
0: before we you know close it out here very quick next week, of course. The preview, we already mentioned one of them, the six-woman matchup, but they haven't mentioned all the card yet, but I know uh, this should be over because I'm tired of this shit. I'm tired of, of Ricky Starks. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Ricky Starks getting booked very well, but uh, Jay White is what I've been digressing about. I hope they move forward with this. I thought they were going to wait until a, a double or nothing. Well, I'm glad they're doing it now. I'm hoping they book something better for Jay White and Rock Hard! Juice Robinson for double or nothing, hopefully. And, of course, we forgot about talking about the segment that happened on Dynamite. Jericho mm-hmm. with Renee Paquette. And I'm of course- excited. I'm excited for this one. Uh, I yeah. know you are. You're excited for it. Because And Roger Street, You know, Jericho was like, okay, you want to fight me? But, you know, I, you know. Adam Cole can't come in the ring It can't be around the arena. Roderick, he introduced him a uh, document as well. Well, guess what? Your J.S. is banned from ringside and from the whole arena as well. So we're going to have this. That, that, was pretty yeah, that, I, that was pretty clever. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I was just waiting for Jericho to say, you stupid idiot. But he didn't say it. <laughs> was... you know, that, that match is going to be a dream come true for Roderick Strong because I was – I remember listening back like a long, long time ago, Roderick Strong on the Art of Wrestling podcast – Growing up, his favorite wrestler was Chris Jericho. And the reason why he does the Stronghold, which is the uh, Boston Crab, was because how big of a fan he was of Jericho doing the Walls of Jericho. So it's going to be awesome to see him finally step into the ring with the guy he idolized.
0: That's very true. And I totally really, really forgot about that. And then um, what else is happening next week? I'm just trying to see. That's pretty much what I have so far. Nothing else has been announced. Uh I besides the women's tag, you know, six man that's it. Nothing else next week. I guess we'll see how they're gonna start building those championship heading into double or nothing because they gotta they don't got enough time. I mean, we got what is it? Yeah, two weeks. They got two more dynamite episodes. So I hope they start building them up and get and hey, but you know what? They haven't even announced matches yet for dynamite. I mean for uh, double or nothing. We only have the main event and the tag and the, and the trio's tag. That's it.
2: We have a title game. match. Um, it's going to be Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal versus FTR with Mark Briscoe as the special referee. Mm-hmm.
3: And does Mark Briscoe turn, stay, you know, they got to figure out that situation.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yes. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Another great, fantastic episode here of Uno Cicuenta You see, we told you we're going to revamp things around. I hope you guys like the new graphics, like everything all. Super- I love it. Yes, and also, now you, I'm adding this for the finale, because you can follow these individuals on their Instagram, right below, if you see right under there the you names, ah. you know, at Chris Kennedy Guitars, of course, at MGC underscore Onk, of course, Mike De Niro at the Resident DeLorean Pod, of course, at Circle Debate, you can follow us there, right there on IG, I'm more, I'm more on the COD than my personal ones, so I don't do anything on my personal I don't even try <laughs> to follow my personal one at all. I do more with season.
3: hey
2: you like my post on your personal one. No I'm joking. I know <laughs> he,
0: man. He, that's what he does. He,
2: he, he shows
0: love. That's it. That's all that matters.
3: I'm not, I'm shows
2: joking. Shows
0: I, show, <laughs> I show love. But yes, and also wanted to wish everybody, of course, because tomorrow's Mother's Day. By this is why we did it today instead of Sunday. Happy Mother's Day to everyone's mothers out there. Everyone, regardless if it's a real or not, I don't doesn't matter. Just happy Mother's Day to whoever. For it's raised you and put you, you know, and guide you to the world where we're at today. Wish nothing but Mwah! kisses to all your mothers out there. That's right. And of course, don't forget FDS too. Do we have anything coming up for FDS director?
3: Uh, yeah. The single Wish You Would comes out May 23rd. Pre ordered. Enter to win a trip to Los Angeles, hang out with the band at Universal Studios. Uh, and that is what we got going on. Go to FDS Band Official on Instagram, find the link, and enter to win. That's right.
0: We still mm-hmm. got it. Yes. If you Universal it. Studio. Universal Studio. Hang out with the director. You know, he'll fly you from wherever you're at to LA. Hang out with the Director and anywhere in the
3: continental F- 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 United States, don't get it twisted. You're not coming in here from, from Canada or Europe or Australia. Oh, that's
1: fucked up, so, man. What would No, no can't do it. Hold on. Can't do it. So no Hawaii or Alaska, right? Exactly. Okay. Okay. There
0: you go. But
2: there you I want to hang out director. Did you pre save the track? you damn right I did. Then you're entered to win! <laughs> hey!
0: <laughs> That's right. But yes. No outro today, ladies and gentlemen. We're just going to end it like this. Because I'm still working on a new outro. As I said, everything's going to be in place next week. A lot of changes you'll see on our social medias and on our YouTube channel. Twitter, the Twitter, IG, all of that. Now we're down to 10 is part of the logo. And yes, love it. And he's somewhere right there behind this
2: and then
1: the so cow there's there's too too many things to show you
2: back <laughs> home i gotta stay for like a
1: month
0: oh wow they, that's probably more than a month you to stay. i got a couch <laughs> somewhere after <appreciate> that. <laughs> that's right but yes ladies and gentlemen we'll be back next sunday uh three o'clock eastern two o'clock central one o'clock pacific standard time We'll be giving, of course, the same, of course, what happened on Raw and SmackDown. We'll bring some NXT this time and some impact. Whatever's going on in the world of news of professional wrestling. And, of course, the AEW Dynamite, of course, because the next week's Dynamite is going to be stupendous, because we got to see what's going to happen heading into Double or Nothing. But, yes. señoras and señores, gracias por todo el apoyo. We bid you adieu. Matt, let's let people know what do we do here.
1: We don't make podcasts. There are no roads where we're going. <laughs> there you go. Bye. We make history.